0: happened last night. You find out the morning after. Let's do this thing. <sighs> All right, let's roll.
1: The morning after has it begun. I'm Gabriel Moretti in Midtown, of Manhattan Studio 34, but actually on uh 34th and uh, 35th. So you could say we're live from 35. Let's do it. It's uh it's Friday, which uh which means Mick Aussie. going to step up and in means that Teddy, Teddy Covers uh, will be joining us. Jason Sobel will be joining us. We're going to talk some golf uh, with uh, Jason. So we've got a lot of stuff uh, to get to as the Golden State Warriors take a a commanding two games to none lead over the Portland Trail Blazers. And similar to the Toronto Raptors in game one, the Blazers are going to feel like they really let one uh, get away uh, from them. And they did. Uh, But the fact of the matter is, number one, the Golden State Warriors have just been there, done that. They don't panic when they're down 13. They don't freak out when they're down uh, 17. And number two, it's extremely hard to beat a championship team on the road when the officials might as well be wearing Golden State Warrior uh, jerseys. And, you know, it's just this, this is the albatross around the NBA. And we'll get into the NHL and their stupidity, but... The albatross to me around the NBA is whether it's a fact or not, perception is reality. And it's the same thing that before this week's lottery, they were not just nut jobs like me. Um, and I didn't think this, uh, this week's lottery was rigged, but mainstream and smart people were writing articles about the process and is the NBA lottery rigged? And oh, they did this to save New Orleans and oh, it would have been Memphis and everything. I don't buy into that, but the fact is, you have a problem if that's your perception. And there is a perception that in the NBA, that you know, certain teams, certain players, that the game is not called the same way for both teams. And that perception is a freaking reality. Damian Lillard was mugged last night like six times in a fourth quarter. Kyle Lowry scored 30 points the other night. He would have scored like 42 if they actually would have called all the N1s that they should have. Like, you know, we can go on. The Houston Rockets were right. Like, they did get screwed for 81 points. They also did choke on their own. Two things can be right at the same time, but I'm getting sick and freaking tired of the biasness in the National Basketball Association, and I didn't even lose a bet.
4: I'm back to having just one job. See why more than 3 million companies worldwide use Indeed to hire. Post your job at Indeed.com hire. Indeed, the world's number one job site. Source.com score total visits.
5: I had great results. I lost 70 pounds. I weighed 265 and went down to 195. My doctor told me, if it works for you, then do it.
6: But A lot of people say to me, how did you lose the weight? I said,
5: I take Andro 400 every day. So I'm going to take it forever.
7: That was Walt talking about Andro 400. Now listen to what Bob has to say.
6: When you listen to your radio,
7: Dot com, or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. Andro 400.com.
1: Right Morning after Fantasy Sports, our radio network. I Heart Radio. Sports byline, everything else in between. We appreciate you joining us, whatever medium you're joining us. Joe Ranieri is in Miami, Florida. What's going on, Joe?
8: I don't know. My head is spinning. You know, the, the problem with these PGA major events is you start getting click-happy. I've got 4,000 matchups going on today. I can't five-loss total track. I have no idea what I even have played anymore. It's it's not good, man. It's I need a sports book that I can walk into because this whole clicking and, uh, oh, that looks good. Let me take this guy. Let me take, yeah, it's uh, it's very dangerous, man. You should see Cam screen sometimes.
1: <laughs> like, uh, he's a little, he's better now. And I, I don't see his uh, his computer as much as I used to. But, dude, before, man, it would be like like four pages. Like, scroll, scroll, <laughs> scroll, 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 scroll. And it was all golf-type stuff. And it would be like $22 on this guy to win. And then it would be another play, $5 on him to win, $10 on him to win. And I tell him, why don't you just put 200 at once? And he goes, yeah. uh, I goes well, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to click so much, but, you know, I just you know, sort of got click happy. Yeah,
6: it's,
1: and it's, it's, no, I get it. I get it, yeah. especially like before these majors. I didn't. Normally I do like these matchups and the, uh, the make the cut uh, props and, and right. parlays and stuff like that. Yep. Not every book has that. But normally I am big on the matchups and the props. But uh, this time I just only played a couple of guys uh, to win. But, yeah, it is. And you know what I find annoying? You bet on sports. Like, you bet on a college football game. And, like, even if you have, like, eight bets on a Saturday afternoon, it's not hard to find the scores, Joe. Right. Like, all right you click, like, uh, Mountain West. You know, bang. All right, hey, San Diego State. All right, let me check the Big Ten score. Like, bam. Check the Big Ten scores. For me, golf, man. It's freaking annoying, Joe. Sometimes I got matchup bets, and I'm looking. I got to scroll down. I'm like, this guy, like, I can't find him.
8: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Like, is he, is he Did he tee off yet?
1: Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> it's all weird. They tee off at different times, and it's like 148 <laughs> names. You know what I mean? It's Basically, so what I do, because I'm a pessimist, I scroll from the bottom.
8: <laughs> like, That's the way to do it. Great. Yes. No, I really do. So you go to the yep. bottom.
1: And you just hope, all right, let me just hope I don't see the names that I want to see down here. And you just sort of scroll from the bottom up, right? You feel better as you start getting up the screen. You're like, all right. Yeah, because (laughs) if you scroll from the top and you don't see the names, you're like, oh, God, you keep going down.
8: Yeah. Keep
1: going down. It reminds me of a roommate that I had. For some reason, reason, uh, he felt the need to tell me. He goes, you know, uh, like he was a big, uh, what's the best way of putting it? He was like a pervert. He's actually oh, in a big time band and stuff like that, too. Really? Total yeah, yeah. perv. Yeah, yeah, What a shock. Oh, um, yeah. Was he in a boy band or was? He... No, he's in a metal band. Oh, all right. Yeah, he's in a metal band. He's in a bad for a while. And,
8: it's uh, usually the boy band guys, you got to watch out
1: for. Yeah, but I'll never forget too. Like uh, he bought, he came home from the store with a Hustler magazine. Ooh. Ooh. And he sat down. And he sat down on the couch and stuff. It's like a bunch of people in the room. He sits down on the couch and goes to the back page, and he looks and he goes, "Always start, uh, always start a magazine by the back, boys."
8: <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even try to like hide it. He's
1: no, just no, he's no, gone. no, no. Yeah, and he yeah. used to work for him too. He used to work That's for him. Like I swear to God, dude, he'd have like 22 hustlers and swanks and stuff, mm. and a bunch of like VHS videos, like lying on his floor. And uh, I never saw somebody get laid more than this dude.
8: Well, the back pages, all the, you know, the escorts, the stripper services, the, uh, you know, that's what the, you start from the back. That's what, you, that's I'm not what you're stating
1: that he never got any STDs. I, <laughs> I wonder why he started from the back. He wasn't coming home with a lot of librarians. We'll put it that way. <laughs> he was he was a crazy dude. That's awesome. He's a crazy dude. I think he's in France now or something. Oh, even better. Yeah, You know what's crazy? He looks exactly like uh, Sebastian Bach of Skid Row. No, really? Yeah, yeah. And um, they're both even from uh, from Toronto.
8: That's funny.
1: And years ago at the uh, the Gasworks, which is actually the bar that the movie uh, Wayne's World is yes. modeled after. I actually played mm-hmm. the last show there ever with the killer dwarfs. But um, that's awesome. So he's standing there minding his own business at the bar. Some dude comes up behind him and hits him over the head with a chair. What? <laughs> what he goes down like, bam, he goes down on the ground. He's like, what the hell? There's some guy over him, and he's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. He goes, That's I it was Sebastian Bach. Uh, oh. He goes, Sebastian is like, he's sleeping with my girlfriend. I thought. I was like, going <laughs> to. He got taken out. Yep. He looks like. The crazy thing is, my buddy probably was
8: sleeping with this guy's girlfriend. Uh, as yeah, well. exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and she yeah, probably called him Sebastian.
1: No, no, like, this guy, like I said, this guy's, like, dream was to be in, like, um in adult uh, films.
8: Oh, God, all like, right. He was yeah. a
1: successful musician who, like, was disappointed that he wasn't, like, a male porn uh, actor.
8: Uh, we say uh, swing for the fences, don't we?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, you know what? I respect the fact that he wanted to diversify his
8: portfolio. Absolutely. As an entertainer, Absolutely.
1: he wanted to show that he was more than just a musician. Mm. And uh, you know what? He did it.
8: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Good.
1: I think he got kicked out of the band shortly around that point.
8: Yeah. Yeah. I had a buddy that tried out too in the in an audition. It's not at all what you guys think it is.
1: Yeah, so he didn't.
8: Uh, he, he didn't. He didn't make it. Huh? Yeah. Because it's like, all right, drop your pants, go.
1: <laughs> it's like really. Um, he used to have an intern guy. <laughs> Where, you know, he, he was on the show, whatever. He was like, he was an intern. He worked at the network. But yeah, he was like, he, I guess he got paid, but whatever. He, he was just sort of one of the... A hangar yeah, he was one of the guys there. So, like, bro. he was one of the biggest degenerates I've ever met. And I've met a lot of degenerates. Hell, I'm a degenerate. Like... Right. I've met degenerates, bro. Like, this guy bet, like, $13,000 on a preseason first half.
8: Oh, you're killing me. I you know, love yeah, this like, guy no, no, already. Like, he yeah. and
1: he didn't have the money. <laughs> Like, you don't know, no, and he'd do it with heavy people and stuff. So I, like, right. like, I remember telling him, I said, "You're clinically insane. Like you've yeah, got problems. Nuts. Like I, was, I said, I'm not one to preach, bro, but like, mm-hmm. if you got problems, you need to stop." I was like, yep. "I said, you're gonna get really like beat up bad. I said, they won't kill you, but you're gonna get beat
8: up." <laughs> right. Exactly. You're <laughs> so, gonna be hurting, dude.
1: So this guy he was always like, "Oh, I just lost 3,500 on that and this and that," and. Uh, it came up, so he he always needed money, this guy. So he got an offer, basically. Oh. You think you can do it? And he was like, oh, yeah, no problem. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think they gave him like 2000 bucks. It was pretty good money, actually. They needed it quickly. and So he actually did it, and um, he was able to do it. So he actually That's... did it, but he said it was like a horrible experience that he would never want to do again.
8: Oh, yeah. It's not not a fun thing.
1: Yeah, not, he said not. it wasn't. He goes, yeah, you think
8: it'd be cool, but it's not. Like, yeah. like you said, like he said, there's a bunch of dudes like two feet away. <laughs> yeah, there's a dude smoking a butt with a boom mic, like sticking up your... It's, yeah, yeah. yeah, like, you know, you're like, come on. He said there was
1: like six people around him. Like, so there's like yeah. six people, and you're sort of in a circle. One guy's reading a book. <laughs> he said they were outside. Yeah. And he was like, man, I was getting like pebbles everywhere and stuff. Yeah. And he's like, uh, the girl was like... Really, really like well, I can't use the, the word, but he goes like she was they didn't get along.
8: So yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not yeah, like exactly. oh baby, you know what I mean. Yeah, not glamorous people. Yeah, not like clamorous. he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, she didn't like yeah. me, and it was like yeah. he yeah. said it
1: was really bad.
8: Yeah, it's not he good over there. Was in some there. park,
1: and he was telling me like, yeah. you know, the, the cops came. Like he, he was like, oh, yeah, I was <laughs> a freaking nightmare. <laughs> Because I'll never do it again. And I'm thinking, this is the guy that bets 10K on preseason games. And he's like, oh, no, yeah. I'll never do that again.
8: That pushed him to the limit. <laughs> That's what got him there. Yeah.
1: I think, you know, you could be able to pull it off. But I'd have to have, like, quite the rider in the contract. Yeah. Like, basically, yeah, right. it, it has to be female crew only.
8: Yeah. Yeah. You got to have a sandwich. Like, you got to have a buffet. You got to have something going on. Like, can we take a break? But listen, as someone that was in a band, like
1: I've been, uh, I've been subjected to this stuff before.
8: You yeah. get immune to it.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, like it was actually, um, like we, we, we pretty much stopped touring, and pretty much that's when I realized that I've got to get out of the music business and into the sports industry. Is uh, we nearly hit a moose on the road.
8: Yeah, that's that's. Uh,
1: and then after, basically. Our guitarist had a penchant for, like, sleeping with women, like, anywhere, wherever he was. So we were in a small van, and we told him, don't do it. Mm -hmm. Don't do it. And uh, he started, and uh, basically, like, the drummer quit, and I was, like, two feet away from it all.
9: Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets?
1: sounds like we have, uh, in pardon the pun, a poll question of the day. Oh, okay. Well done. You know what I just, I <laughs> didn't even, uh, I wasn't planned. Yeah. That's how good I am. Just rolled off your Yeah, head no, nice. I wasn't planned. That's how good I am. Yep. Yeah, we should yep. have a poll question of the day uh, mm-hmm. for uh, for men only, though. Um, do they think uh, to, uh, to perform uh, in that situation? Oh, on an oh. adult uh, film set, would you be able to perform mm. under the pressure of the lights? Phew. People in the chat are like, "Ah, oh, you'd be good, uh, Maradji." I'm like, "Nah, it's not something I want to do." No. I could rob a bank. It doesn't mean I want to.
8: Yeah, it's an awkward set. It the, everything, the whole scene is just very. It's strange.
1: I don't want like my my ass. Like you know what I'm saying?
8: It's always no, you know. No. It's it's an unflattering look. We got a lot of uh, we got a lot of the top porn companies here in Miami it was a video editor and that's what he would do and and they're all housed in like a the like the warehouse district here in miami and i went to visit him one day to just to check it out and they they had a scene going on and it's just it's the most awkward you got a table of like three dudes smoking butts like hanging out to the right you got the you know the guy with that uh that looks like he should be holding a boom mic you know hanging out over the bed it's just the whole scene is just we it's like oh i i can't like i there's, uh, ugh. I was like, yeah, I'm good, guys. Thanks. I'm out. <laughs> <You're kidding. laughs> yeah, I'm out. I'm out. Thanks for the tour. Yeah, <laughs> this is great. I'll never do this again. This is not what I thought it was going to be.
1: Yeah, thanks, thanks for the tour. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had there, there was a dude, uh, he's, the male, he's one of the few male guys. It's only like, that's the little thing. You notice like there's, there's literally like thousands of women actresses, you know oh, what I'm saying? Man. They run the industry. Yeah. yeah like there's, yeah. yeah. Well, they're, yeah, they're very powerful now, some of them, mm-hmm. but there's not that many dudes. Mm-mm. You know, like, because no one could do it. Right. Yeah. And it's, you know, they can't do it consistently. Um, So there's only really like a pool of like five or seven dudes that do this. And one of them, I think his name is Evan Stone.
8: He's oh, of, classic. You know, yeah. You know, the
1: Blonde guy there.
8: Old school. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But he's, he does sort of like Playboy TV stuff too.
6: Mm-hmm. Like yeah.
1: He's, so, I, I had him on a couple of times. I used to have on, like, a lot of adult uh, stars, like, uh, so mm-hmm. male and female. So, I had the dude on, and he was pretty funny. So, he's telling funny stories and stuff, but, I, you know, so I said, so, what are you working on now? And, dude, the guy got all serious, bro. Like, he was Brad Pitt or, like, Ben yeah. Affleck. like, mm-hmm. okay, my next project. And he's like, you know, it's a parody mm-hmm. of, uh, what's that, Johnny Depp Pirates of the Caribbean? Mm-hmm. It's going off and stuff. Except after I see the the promo, they must have spent like 18 million dollars or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> the thing is, like he really it's like he's an actor. Like he's not like yeah. he's insulted if you just tell him, hey dude, you're banging chicks for money, right? And He's like, mm-hmm. you're like no, no, he's an actor. Like he's a producer, actor, and and uh, and director. If I was gonna do it, you know, it would have to be from the um, would have to be like where they don't show you at all. You know what I mean? Like if oh, it's, uh, if it's yeah. just your junk. You know? like right. like If it's just right. your junk, they can't see. Yeah. You know? Like, would that change your perspective if
8: no one knew it was you? No, because the room still stays the same, man. I mean, it's it's just creepy. The whole room is just you creeped out. It, it really is, man. You got a whole bunch of people hanging around. The and then you got a guy yelling, "Cut! Cut!" <laughs> Uh, can we uh, can we do this over? Like what? Like seriously? Like that's the hardest part. Like you guys, you want to do pressure? Like here's the thing. Like let's go, man. All right, let's go. Come on, let's go. We got We're on. Uh, we got lunch coming. Uh, we we got things to do.
1: Well, you know what? I better start winning some more bets. Otherwise, I'm going to be looking at the, uh, the want ads on yeah. Craigslist soon.
8: Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey,
1: adult, come on down, I no, I'll be like, oh, yeah. you know, I'll give it a shot. They're, re- they're recruiting all the time I'll end up like down that down down intern that I have. You know?
8: yeah. I just want to be an extra. Like, I want to be the guy walking the dog in the backdrop. You know what I mean? <laughs> How do you get to be an extra on one of these things?
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Joe and Harry's in Miami, Florida. <laughs> um I, guess I was going to say we'll get. Uh, I want to talk about the NHL for a second, but as long as we're on a lighter, uh, we're on a lighter topic uh, right Screwball. now. I tweeted Screw this out. Uh, I tweeted this out last night. Major news in the hotel industry, and Ooh. I'm not even kidding. That I can envision a day, probably in a not too distant future, where basically we'll be watching and betting the Super Bowl at the Tackle Bell hotel.
8: Yes, Palm Springs, baby.
1: Yeah, and yep. um, and they're already talking about uh, Vegas now. So, mm-hmm.
8: yep.
1: If you if you didn't hear people, Taco Bell is opening up a hotel. That's correct. Taco Bell's opening up a hotel, and it's gonna be you know you got like it's like a nice place in Palm Springs. It's already there the hotel, so they're just taking a hotel over. Uh, but there's gonna be a Taco Bell themed nail salon. Yep. So, like, help me out on this a little bit. Like, what is it? What is exactly, like, Taco Bell-themed nails?
8: <laughs> yeah, it's a good, good question. Is it is like... Is
1: it uh, It's going to be, like, nachos on your thumb and a little, yeah. like, they're you
8: know, gonna gonna aside, related, like... They're going to be sauce-related. I'm thinking they're going to go with the mild. colors. It'll be, like, yeah,
1: purple oh, and yellow. Yeah. You know what I mean?
8: Yeah, absolutely. It'll be the, the sauce colors, too. Like, here's mild. Here's fire. You know, here's... uh. <laughs> here's what you, here's I'm thinking what, you got. what
1: kind of woman's gonna get her nails done with Taco Bell stuff.
7: Yeah.
8: But
1: then I'm thinking the type of woman that would do that, ooh. You yeah. know anything goes then. Yeah. If you meet a girl in a bar and she's got Taco Bell nails, man, you know uh, you know things are gonna get crazy. Mm-hmm. So yep. so Taco Bell's opened up hotel. They're going to have a nail salon, um, uh, hair salon, sort of stores, Taco Bell-themed stuff.
8: Merch. Yep, selling merch.
1: As well as the Taco Bell Wedding Chapel.
8: Oh, yeah, this is just.
1: They have already taken. Now, we should note, the Taco Bell Hotel doesn't open up until August the 9th. We're going to have to wait Mm -hmm. in summer here. August the 9th, one day before my birthday, incidentally. I'm thinking maybe I know where I'm going to spend my birthday. So, Taco Bell are taking uh, reservations for marriages. It ain't cheap; it's like 600 bucks. And they've already taken 136 reservations. Yep. These are marriages that are definitely built to last. Um, yes, 136 couples in basically two days have already signed up and paid a deposit to get married. At a Taco Bell chapel. Yeah. I saw Crazy. the canteen. Actually, looks pretty nice,
8: to be honest. Yeah. I mean, nothing says luxury like uh, like chalupas, baby. Nothing. Well, I still they cater.
1: They cater the affair, obviously.
8: Yeah, absolutely. Bring me in.
1: Now, I should note that Taco Bell states that um, the restaurants—it's there's going to be like a regular Taco Bell. But uh, there's going to be, like, uh, more upscale Mexican flair. Oh, okay. okay That's yeah. nice. Like okay. Basically, so, I'd like to know, like, how many people think this is insane? So is this a good idea? What, are the, what what would the kids say? Is this a uh, baller or, uh, or a fail? Oh, God,
8: Yeah. I personally, I mean, of all the fast food restaurants to do something like this, I would probably prefer White Castle. Give me a White Castle themed. I'd I'd go that route. I mean, Taco Bell's nice, but oh man, being surrounded by that smell of Taco Bell all day, I ooh.
1: Oh, no, I won't smell
8: like Ugh. Taco Bell all day. Oh, they'll be they they'll, they'll yeah. have Taco Bell perfume. They'll have you know, as crazy a... as this,
1: <laughs> they're trying to create a lifestyle. Yes, as, as crazy as this is, you know where uh, you know where I have stayed on multiple vacations in Las Vegas, Joe. And bet a, on sports on multiple occasions.
8: In a Taco Bell dumpster?
1: Hooters. Oh, even better. I'm sure people said the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Hooters, you're opening up a
8: hotel and casino. Why not? That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Why not?
1: What's the difference? Yep. All right, what's the difference? Taco Bell, Hooters. Hooters has a casino. and There's a sports book there. Will Hill. Good
8: point. Good point.
1: Yeah, same thing. I'm telling you, I, I see this, and they said, "Yeah, it's the beginning. We're getting into the lifestyle brand, uh, and we're more than just like food. We're a lifestyle." Mm. I just envision it's gonna happen. They're, they're they're doing weddings in Vegas now, 136 of them at the uh, uh, lost the uh, the chapel type thing. They have a Taco Bell chapel they're making. It's um, crazy.
8: Oh, that's just crazy.
1: They so have 136 bookings already. I'm telling you, they're going to be so successful. They're going to say, you know what? Yeah, yeah, we're going to open up the hotel for real. They'll do like the hmm. um, the Seagull Suites guys. They'll sort of start low. They'll buy a property in downtown Vegas. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm blow it up. You, and I don't know how many of you movie buffs remember this. See, we got people in the chat right now. I've stayed at Hooters before. In yeah. Vegas. Riggs knows it well. Hooters has a race car. Larry and Wawa, I've stayed there.
8: You ever fly the airline? Did you ever get on one of those?
1: Oh, God, no. I'll stay in the hotel, but I'm not getting on a Hooters plane.
8: (laughs) Oh, there you draw the line. (laughs) That's where I draw the line.
1: What's next? You think I'm going to take a jack in a box train?
8: (laughs) That draws the line. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not flying Hooters. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. sure the stewardesses
1: are pretty fine, though. Yeah. That's you got to draw the line somewhere in there.
8: I'm with you, man. Your reaction. Oh, whoa, whoa.
1: Yeah, whoa. you got to draw the line uh, somewhere. So yeah, I've oh, stayed at Hooters. And um, Hooters is actually pretty cool in Vegas. Although, I tell you what, you got to be careful. Like, you can get robbed in a parking lot there. <laughs> That's great. Oh, God. No, you can't.
5: It's a really Hooters, nice I was place. Say, <laughs>
1: so at Hooters and Hooters in a casino in Vegas, they have like a Hooters, like normal. Like you want chicken wings and whatever, right? But they actually have an upscale Hooters,
8: Joe. A uh, higher end? Like yes, a higher up? Yeah, really? it's
1: like a restaurant room type thing. And oh. even the waitresses, they're dressed. And it's like Hooters food, but a specialized menu. Oh. And so it's like better than just Hooters. It's actually pretty good. It kicked my ass. Love it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So that's what Taco Bell, they're like, nah, nah. like, you can get tacos here, but we're going to have special, like, special fare here, you know?
0: <laughs> DailyRoto.com. your story. Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs.
12: Searching for an outdoor oasis but don't have time to catch a flight? Join us in the heart of Midtown at Versa packed with good vibes, great views and service unmatched. Fully stocked with five bars throughout the venue. Aside from our stellar dining menu, Tuesday through Friday our culinary team has curated a delectable rotation of food activations to be featured on our patio from 5pm to 8pm. Join us for non-stop fun on one of New York City's largest patios as rooftop season is finally upon us. Okay located at 215 West 35th Street, New York, New York. Official partners of the New York Knicks and the New York Rangers. Uh-uh.
13: nice so
1: they're gonna they're gonna promo this uh, throughout uh, throughout the summer and already 136 couples have uh, signed up but so as i stated it sounds like at first you're like all right it's some sort of little promo and all right well ha 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 yet as i stated how about the fact of hooters right and I don't know if you remember the movie. I think it was with it was Sylvester Stallone with uh, Sandra Bullock. I was, but I always get confused whether if it's Sandra Bullock and uh, Terry Hatcher. I often confuse, but uh, nevertheless, I think they might even both be in the stupid movie. But um, Demolition Man, classic, pretty good movie. Yeah, yeah, Demolition yep. Man. But I don't know if you remember, like Taco Bell was the only company left standing. <laughs> Yeah, it was just like every sort of like Trump, you know what I mean? Like every high rise everywhere and every every business at Taco Bell. And I remember (laughs) Stallone said, can we go somewhere else besides Taco Bell? And Bullock was like, what do you mean? She's like, they're the (laughs) the only place. You know what I mean? She said, oh, yeah, they won the uh, the corporate wars. (laughs) There was a corporate war. Taco Bell won. So it's almost like uh, it's very, very similar situation.
8: Uh, right now, which... Well, they're owned by Yum Yum Brands, right? Which owns pretty much every fast... They, they own ridiculous. They own every the food. Kentucky Fried Chicken. They own, yeah, it's like absurd how everything they have, so... they I think can they afford own it. Pizza Hut, too. Pizza Hut, yeah. There's a whole... The conglomerate of them. And not just here, but like around the world yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, 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 Like, man, yeah. they make most
1: of their money in Asia, even. You're right. Yeah, yeah. They make uh, most of their money in Asia, so... Look, Taco Bell wouldn't surprise me. And actually, you know, down the road, there's a Taco Bell Casino. You're at the Taco Bell Sportsbook.
8: Uh, how Buffalo- big a fan do you have to be in order to be like, you know what? Let's get married at the Taco Bell Hotel. Like, how be- you got to be a real big fan of Taco Bell, no?
1: Uh, there's got to be couples out there that both love Taco Bell. Met at one. Met at Taco <laughs> Bell. Employees from a Taco Bell that met. I don't know. Look at that psychopath that's eating a Big Mac, uh, two Big yeah. Macs every day for the last 38 years.
8: I'm going to think if you work at Taco Bell, you can't afford to actually get married at the Taco Bell.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, I imagine if you work at Taco Bell, the last thing you would want you know to see is Taco
7: Bell. <laughs> that's
1: right? a good point, too. <laughs> I to, when I was a kid, I worked at the Pepsi bottling factory, and people were like, God, that's so cool. I was like, man, it's not cool. <laughs> like,
7: yeah, no. Like being
1: this the not smell good at of all. The syrup. You walk around, it was worse than being, like, at a porn theater. It was like, <laughs> like everything's <laughs> sticky everywhere. Oh, that's, oh, I didn't even think of that. All right, we've got, uh, we have Mick Ossie right now? Mick, What's up, Mick?
14: Hey, how you going, boys? We West Coast Eagles just won, Gabe. The game finished, like, 20 minutes ago. They were down at three-quarter time, but they won, mate.
1: Of course they did. We're the defending champion.
14: Wow. Yeah, it's over in Perth, They Now he lost to the demons. They've been terrible. So yeah, good win. I thought they'd win, but yeah, I was a bit worried on the cover. So hope you didn't bet the cover. Um,
1: all right. So we'll get we'll get into the games here, Mick. Our poll question of the day today is: uh, Would you be able to perform? Um, I'm not saying now because you're a very successful uh very very successful person. You don't uh you don't need the money. But let's say you needed the money, and you were a little younger. And uh you had an offer to do uh, you you could be uh you were the you were the du- the dude in a in a porn movie. Mm. Would you be able to perform on set? Like, you know, you show up at an audition. Can you get it done, Mick? How do you know I haven't already? No, of
14: course I haven't, but uh I don't <laughs> know, mate, but I'll tell you what, one of my buddies at one of the uh is actually at the Woodville Warriors function, one of the boys' shows. He couldn't perform. It was funny as hell. He thought he could, but he couldn't. So I don't yeah. know, mate. Not interested. I can perform with the uh, lady be my choice. That's all that matters, boys.
8: Mm. It's a lot of pressure, Mick. Not for nothing, man. That's a that's a whole lot of pressure. <laughs> the boy ain't alone, man. There's a that uh, that whole situation is, uh has brought many a guys down before in the past.
1: Um. All right, Mick, I'll ask you this. Would you stay at the Taco Bell Hotel?
14: No, no, of course not. Well, I don't mind eating that stuff. But like we said, I'm not into fast food very often. Oh, sorry, so no.
8: you're a big health nut, I know, I know. Don't drink yeah, at I all. Yeah, like I
14: drink beer, but drink What's the
8: burger place in Australia you, they promo? What's the big... Hungry Jack's. Uh, the big- hungry Jack's, there you go.
1: <laughs> the- uh, hungry, Hungry Jack's. All right, uh, Mick. Let, let's get into um, let's get into the best bets, and I just want to say to another one I heard this Joe uh, Mick, but um, you know Buffalo Wild commercials are getting more aggressive. Come here, watch the games, drink beer. Big time. Uh, Buffalo Wild Wings is going to open up uh, sports book soon. Wow,
6: that's
8: yeah. crazy.
1: Yeah, like in states that they can, Joe. You know what I mean? They should. That that makes so, yeah, sense. you go to a yep. Buffalo Wild Wings, you're watching March Madness. You can bet the game at at the bar. You know? Yep. That's the Love future, that guys. Like, we're coming. Like, so, don't <laughs> laugh. Oh, Taco Bell sports book? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. We'll be sitting here in five years when the Super Bowl's in Vegas 2025. Right, guys, what's the number over at the bell, uh, Joe?
8: <laughs> yeah. And all tablets. We'll what's, just all be sitting what's there. What's
1: Buffalo Wild Wings for a number tonight on that Niner game?
8: That's crazy.
1: That's crazy. Fox Sports <laughs> is opening up a sports book. Mm-hmm. Fox Sports 1 bought a sports book. They're opening up a sports book. Fox Sports is taking bets. Here it comes. Here it comes. Well, we'll be broadcasting from FanDuel. We're not left behind. All right, Mick. Nope. Well let's let's jump in uh here. Yeah, West Coast Eagles 85, Demons uh 69 uh last night. So what what's uh what are we looking at here tonight? What are the best bets? Uh best bets for the late night degenerates uh, here tonight.
14: Well, I got four or five. I think you should put you should put the magpies. They let me down last week. They won, but they didn't. Those bloody us. magpies? Yeah. They should win. So I put together the Magpies over the Saints. I think the Saints might cover that one. The Goeys out for the Magpies, but they're a damn good team. They're the boys of the West Coast Eagles beating the grand final. They're a good team. And uh, maybe the Cats and the Bombers. So there's probably the best way we do it is take like a two or three parlay for the win. Because this plus and minus can be tricky, as you know.
1: I am. Uh, I am aware. It's been. A, it's been a weird year this year already. Uh, once again, but all right. So the Magpies are minus at uh, thirty and a half. Then we've got uh, your Adelaide Crows, uh, Brisbane Lions minus five and a half. Uh, Mick. who you
14: got? Yeah, really good game, very dicey. I actually did put some money on the crows on plus 5.5. And also, this is an interesting bet. Crows have been more of a defensive team this year, and the Lions only score around 179-180 per game. So take the under at 173. That could be a that could be a good chance because I know you like to go under and overs. Under at 173 total points, should be a ripper of a game, it'll see, it'll test if the Crows are any good, we've won a few in a row, we're sitting third on the ladder, we haven't beat anyone decent yet, up there at the Gabba in Brisbane, home field advantage for the Lions, could go either way, take the Crows on the plus 5.5 I think, Lions are the favourite, are more favoured to win though, but Kev likes it, and we're going with a heart mate, going with a heart, the Crows to win I hope.
1: Yeah, which is uh, exactly. What's your your heart tell you, Mick? I just want to let uh, everyone know. Who, who's your favorite team, Mick? Who are you a lifelong fan of? Oh, of course, the Adelaide Crows.
14: Got the hat here, mate. Got the hat. Yeah, Adelaide Crows. They <laughs> came in in 1991, just when I was uh, still in Australia. So, the Adelaide Crows. I got yeah, a weird feeling, Adelaide Brisbane.
1: Adelaide. Like you said, the Crows have been playing well, but I think the Lions are going to get it done tonight. I don't like it. I don't they like it's all. Do. I don't like getting five and a half. I need more, Mick.
14: Well, Matt Crouch is out, but Bryce Gibbs is keen to play well again. He's been injured. He's our big recruit from a couple of years ago from the Carlton Blues. So yeah, bit dicey. Lions are the favourite. Most people think the Lions, but some people are going on the Crows. Uh,
1: Geelong Cats minus 34 against the Western Bulldogs.
14: Yeah, take the cats to win, and the little champ Gary Ablett is very lucky to be been playing. He's elbowed a couple of guys, mate. You can't get the elbow on the face, eh? Hey? And they judge it on whether it's a you know dangerous injury. But he's lucky as a being. Man, how what
1: kind of soft face? league is this? I thought. Wait, what do you mean? you got you guys just scared a little elbow?
14: No, you can't, you
1: can't. He no, no, can't be elbowing people. I know. You're already allowed to clothesline him, right? <laughs>
14: <laughs> like I said, Are you, no, you legally
1: know, allowed like, to clothesline somebody? No, huh?
14: No, no, no. You can't, like, no, huh? No, we protect the head. You know that. But back in the day in the, in the country leagues, oh, there was big biffo and king hits and everything, mate. Even in Canada, I've seen some great...
1: You head used head. to play. Exactly. It explains a lot, Mick. <laughs> <laughs>
14: yeah. But, no, we protect the head and a couple of the... You guys protect
1: the, the head. You don't play with well. <laughs> No, 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 no. I just draw, no, about no. safety. Yeah, there's no <laughs> equipment in the league. Yes.
14: Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the little, little chairs. That's why I
1: like. You guys blind, don't even fake blind. it with those little, like, the you know, the little fake rugby helmets and stuff. It's like, no, 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 helmets. Uh, all right, the Dockers and the Bombers. Uh, Bombers are minus 14 and a half against the Dockers.
14: Yeah, well, the Bombers are very unlucky. Huge controversy in Australia. I'm so upset, mate. You know, I don't like to diss the AFL because we kind of like to promote it, but some of the bosses are losing the plot. Bombers should have won last week because the guy from the Swans, climbed the, he climbed the goalpost. You're not allowed to do that. Should have been a free kick right on the line. Bombers should have won, but the umpire was too scared and gutless to do it in Sydney. Huge controversy that said. Bombers should get up and win. Oh, Dockers are all over the place because it's at Marvel Stadium and Danaher's back. I like the Bombers to win, but be a bit careful on that. I'd only go the money line on the Bombers to win that one.
1: All right, Mick. So before we get you out of here, um, there was some concern that the uh, the Canadian Football League, the CFL, uh, was going to have a labor dispute. And uh, the season wasn't going to start uh, on time, and they're starting earlier than, uh, than usual, and really, quite frankly, I guess we're about three weeks away, man. I think the preseason could be starting, like, next week. You would know. You're a uh, you, season ticket holder of the Edmonton Eskimos. So when's the first preseason game?
14: Yes, mate. Next Sunday, 2 o'clock here, I will be in the end zone with Mikey Tiger Cats. And it's my team, my number one team, the BC Lions, will be here against the Edmonton Eskimos. Mike Riley, the former champ for the Eskimos, is back. He's gone to BC Lions. Trevor Harris, the quarterback from Ottawa, is here at Edmonton. Can't wait. But basically, Gabe, you know this, the players didn't have much power the American guys up here they don't want to hold out at all they just want to play money's not huge as you know but good on the players for getting what they could but I'm glad there's no holdups at all at the training camp because you need all that training camp for the season to get under at a good standard
1: uh well you know what the the salaries are still pretty good uh Mick I think that the players I think the players in the CFL could get a little bit more I think the owners uh, cry poor more than they actually are. Uh, but nevertheless, they've got a good thing going. And, you know, you look, Joe, there's been a lot of football leagues that have come and gone over the last 50 years. Yeah. The CFL hasn't. You know what I'm saying? It's They're the doing only something other right, aren't they? League, the only other league that just, you know, has been there along with the NFL, and it's older than the NFL, actually.
8: The Great it Cup is, is the older, oldest right? trophy in yeah. uh, in
1: North America. Yeah. I well,
8: let's talk to a good ownership too.
1: yeah, yeah there's some good ownership. there's a lot of bad ownership in this league, but it's high quality football. I don't know your your CFL uh have, have you bet on the CFL before Ranieri?
8: I have actually uh, I've dabbled a little bit in it and uh, it's to me it's outside it's college CFL and then the NFL and then there's nothing else that compares, I think
1: yeah no exactly it's it's elite football, right yep it's entertaining as hell. it can be it can be. all right, thanks, Mick.
6: Right,
14: have a good weekend. Have a good weekend, guys. Happy good eh?
15: Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper...
9: Once again, that's 800-932-5517. That's 800-403-5912.
5: And um, there was a lot of talk uh, yesterday, including on this program and on
1: Game Time Decisions, about the non-call. And uh, I know you were uh, irate, Ranieri, about the ludicrousness mm-hmm. of them not uh, reviewing this or just using the mm-hmm. common sense. And remember <laughs> you and I talked about this, too. It was Carolina and Washington. Remember Alexander Ovechkin scored, and yeah. they said after, no, it's no goal because we wanted to blow the whistle. We never blew the whistle, but we wanted to blow the whistle. We didn't get around to it. Like They could have <laughs> said the same thing. Yeah, we didn't blow the whistle, but. You hand-passed it, and you got no beef, and it's non-reviewable, so there's nothing you can do about a play on. It could have went up. Yep. But I knew this was going to happen. Here it is. NHL admits, uh, admits it missed hand-pass. <laughs> that doesn't help the St. Louis Blues now, though, does it? And mm-hmm. very nice of FanDuel to pay people, but there's a lot of other books that didn't pay people. So you're not getting your money back. This happened last year in the playoffs with the Raptors and the Cavs, and it was really a screw job. It cost the Raptors the game. Game two, the series would have been tied 1-1. And uh, same thing, the next day the NBA said, oh, yeah, DeMar DeRozan should have went to the line. And it's like, yeah, well, thanks. But, you know what I mean? Dwayne Casey got fired after that. Yeah, coaches get fired. Remember your jet guy. I remember going back years ago with uh, Vinny Testaverde in Seattle. Ooh. When he wasn't in the end zone. Yep. Dennis Erickson got fired after that because they didn't make the playoffs. Yep, crushed. So this is this, John. I don't know if you know this, but anyone who lost money on this, you're gonna freak now. So uh, Coley Campbell, not Colin, oh. but Coley. Uh, you know, former Ranger guy, he's been a longtime stooge of Batman in the NHL. Uh, Executive Vice President of the NHL, Colin Campbell, uh, joined Sportsnet Hockey Central. God, that show sucks. Um, so boring. <laughs> uh, anyways. Uh, he said, that was the wrong call. Should have been a whistle. He oh, said, the great. referee should have seen it live. Uh, you, mm-hmm. could, you could probably use rule 38.4, but I think there has to be a discussion. Rule 38.4 is the fine print that headquarters in Toronto on video has the power to overrule anything they want, Joe.
0: The last night, you find out the morning after. Let's
1: do this thing. Morning after level two. I am Gable Morenci, Studio 34, down. Manhattan, Jordan and in Miami, Florida. Let's uh, do this thing. The Golden State Warriors that uh, did it again uh, last night. Portland laid their hearts out, but it wasn't enough. It's was a Golden State without Kevin Durant starting to uh, find a groove. Uh, right now, in which they're not going to blow anybody out, guys. And last night, Portland covered. I'm kicking myself. I wasn't on it. The game went pretty much exactly the way we called it, and I'm not patting myself on the back for this because I went 0-6 in game one All right, with these two. But so you played it last night. You didn't play it? Uh, no, I did. I, you know what I did? Oh, you did? Oh, okay. I didn't take the plus seven. Oh. I played the Portland Trailblazers in the first quarter, plus 176 on the money line. Great call. Yeah, hit it. Yep. Had the Portland Trailblazers plus four and a half points first half. Hit it, and I had uh, the over two nineteen, and we hit it. Also a good call. Yep. But I said, I said I had Portland come out hot, look really, really good, and then Golden State break their heart late in the game, and I said I'm worried about the back cover, so I'm gonna I'm just gonna take Portland early, and it pretty much went according to the script that I thought. It was going to. And you said last week that this might be a good thing for Golden State. I remember Rick Barry was like, it's not good that they have not without Kevin Durant. But I'm not going to say it's good. You You know, you have Kevin Durant, you know, the best player in the league, but they have reverted back to what they were before now. And I think it's good for them moving forward in that Kevin Durant really has played his last game there now. Like, and you can see the dynamic and I don't want to play Fraser Crane which incidentally I think is coming back. Um Nice. Yeah, Fraser, I think they're doing a Fraser return reboot. Um But you know, I don't want to play psychiatrist, but the fact of the matter Draymond Green has been better since Kevin Durant's been gone. Steph Curry is smiling a lot more if you notice.
6: Mm-hmm.
1: Like they're 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 almost like, ah, good, like, yeah, the, the guy that married their stepdad, like, he's gone. Yeah, you know, the new dude that uh, mom was dating, you know what I mean? Yep, yep. It's like, ah, oh, he's gone, they broke up, hey guys, it's us again, let's go. Right? Like, you can just sort of sense that feeling a bit with them. And now they're saying like, oh, Durant's hurt. Last week you said he's coming back.
7: <laughs>
10: now we-
2: That's Y-O-U-T-H to 321321.
7: Call 888 400 0435.
1: 888 400 0435. Andro400.com. Morning after. Continues. Fantasy Sports, our radio network. I'm Gabriel Moranzi. We appreciate you joining us. Uh, Joe and Aries in Florida. We're in uh, New York uh, City. Uh, right now, we're surprisingly enough, no one's been fired or traded uh, in the last uh, couple hours. Although, uh, stay tuned. Um, we'll get back to, to the NBA in a second. Here, just talking about the poorest officiating that are affecting the uh, the playoffs uh, right now in both uh, in both leagues. Uh, the National Hockey League. I was talking about a lack of accountability with these officials in both uh, leagues, and um, the NHL actually is is. The guys that screwed up the other night are done. They won't be uh, refereeing another game for the rest of the playoffs. The referees that missed the uh, the hand pass uh, the other night. This makes four referees and two linesmen that the NHL has now removed from duty. Uh, that's six. So six officials. It's kind of a problem. And The thing is, the officials keep on getting removed by the same series all the time. The San Jose Sharks. So let's just recap this. San Jose Sharks break number one. All right. Vegas are um, Vegas are leading three nothing in a hockey game of Game Seven. There's 10 minutes remaining. Joe Pavelski cross-checked from uh, Cody Eakin, and they sort of got tangled up. Uh, Paul Stastny uh, then um, uh, with with Paul Stastny, Pavelski falls down, hits his head on the ice. Uh, Five minute major is called. The San Jose Sharks score four goals in a row. Never mind the fact that if you see the play. It shouldn't be a penalty in the first place. He basically yeah. fell and hit his head on the ice.
8: Exactly.
1: And Vegas did give up four straight goals. But it never would have happened if. All right. So, all right. San Jose Sharks win the series because of that. Um, here we go. Game number seven. What a coincidence. Game number seven. Against the Colorado Avalanche. Um, the Colorado Avalanche scored a goal to make the game uh, 2-2. They overruled the goal. They they said, no, 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 no goal. No goal. San Jose Sharks, other night. Uh, Timo Mayer swats the puck, tic-tac-toe, clear violation of the rules, uncalled by four officials on the ice. hmm San Jose wins. The three most egregious, biggest, blown calls in the playoffs have all helped the San Jose Sharks. Two would have been game seven, and one of them in a pivotal game three on the road, and it gives them a 2-1 series lead. So it's hard for people to, to not start to say that, you know what? The league wants the San Jose Sharks to win. Right. And a couple of dudes on the Blues are talking about it. Now, they shut up because they're hockey players and it's not like basketball. You got to take it like a man and all that, blah, blah stuff. But, you know, one of the guys said after the game, we all know who they want to go to the finals. Let's be real. And he goes, even brought it up, he goes, you watched? did you see the rest of the playoffs? He said, who do you think they're pulling for? And <laughs> there's sort of that perception. The GM of the Blues tried to crash the referee's door. Did you see that?
8: you hear yeah, about that? What was that all about?
1: <laughs> they locked the door. The Blues GM was so outraged after the game the other day. He tried Damn. to get in. They 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 hid from him. You know they wouldn't even talk to him. Damn. It, you know so. I think it is. I don't. I don't think Gary Batman is on the phone telling him before. Oh yeah, make sure San Jose wins. But I swear to God, dude, and I you know, I know the NHL inside out. Over the years. Teams from the West Coast in California, the American West Coast, get calls, bro. Mm, Look at Las Vegas last year. Same thing. Yeah. Change the rules for Vegas with the expansion draft. Like, oh, they're the best expansion team ever. Yeah. You know, in the old days, Joe, like, you know, let's say 20 years ago when the Ottawa Senators came in, the expansion rules were out of, like, 24 guys on a hockey team. <laughs> you could protect 22 of them. All right. It was basically, yeah, whatever, you know, it was it was non-existent. It didn't matter. A couple of scrubs you weren't going to re-sign anyways. When Vegas came in, Bettman changed the rule. And you could only protect, like, three forwards, you know, three defensemen. Like, you were screwed. Yeah. Vegas got this, like, mega super team, got a very favorable schedule, so much so that the owners don't want to do this same format with Seattle because they're like, we're not, you know, these guys come in here and then they're better than us. So... You go down the list. Vegas got every call. The L.A. Kings got calls when they won. Anaheim used to be the teacher's pet. San Jose have never won before. You know, look at Batman, what he's done, like putting a team in Vegas. Arizona's a disaster train wreck of an organization. Batman has, like, gone to court, put money into it. You know, meanwhile, he wouldn't cross the street to piss on a Canadian franchise if they were on fire. But he's got a heart on bro, for the West Coast, and I think there's something to this. And Interesting. what's, you
8: know, I think he wants San Jose versus Boston, West Coast, East Coast. What, who would? I'm trying to think from a rating standpoint, would it? No, it, I don't uh, see why. Yeah, I mean, how does it benefit? I'm trying to think where's the angle The market here? of St.
1: Louis is more in the hockey than the market of San Jose is.
8: Yeah, you're right. So... I don't know. More veterans, I guess, on San Jose because the guys that but are, you ask know. People, it's-, it's
1: not just me, Joe. Like, the next time you ask a guy, like, or put on Twitter or whatever, you ask hockey people. And I'm not going to say NHL people because, you know, we as gamblers and sports, hardcore fans and media types, we sort of become really conspiracy theorists every day, don't we? Right. They want this. They don't want that. And, but I do believe, like, let's put it this way. Who does the NBA want in the NBA finals, Portland or Golden State? Yeah, yeah. Is it really a question?
6: <laughs> it shouldn't be.
1: You know, like, yeah. uh, like let's just be real people. It mm-hmm. doesn't mean the game's fixed, but, but, you know, one team's going to have a little bit tougher. Listen, the Toronto Raptors didn't hit a damn shot in the fourth quarter, Joe, right? I'm not, I'm not blaming the referees for the loss. What? Do you really legitimately believe that the Toronto Raptors, so the Raptors, were called for 21 fouls in game one. Wow. The Milwaukee Bucks were called for 11. Did the Raptors really do that? Did they like? Were they double the violators? No. Right. You know, like it's they don't even hide it. That's the whole thing. Like, dude, Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry got mugged literally six times. Like, I'm talking n ones, once on a three n ones. Um, Kawhi Leonard is to the point cause he never complains. They just mug him all the time. They don't call it. Meanwhile, the Greek freak does this little stumble. Let's travel around like a gazelle in the, uh, in the paint thing. And they bail him out every damn time. Like bailout, bailout, bailout. Like, it's not just the calls that are called. And you know, this show, it's not mm-hmm. just the calls that are called. It's the ones that aren't called as well. Like people can talk about Lillard, Lillard last night. Oh, did he get hit or not? I don't care, man. When it was a tie game, like three minutes earlier, McCollum got hit hard twice. But, hey, it's Draymond Green and it's CJ McCollum, so who's getting the call? It's mm. garbage. I swear to God, if the NBA officials called the game 1,000% with blinkers on and no no distraction of TV numbers, colored jerseys, we'd have different playoff results,
8: Joe. We really would, bro. Interesting. I swear yeah. to God we would. And you got And now, do you think the same thing applied? I mean, obviously San Jose. A lot of people point there. You think Boston got the, gets every break too, as well, or do you think maybe they? Boston uh, have earned it. Earned it.
1: I'm, I'm not think. taking anything away from. I'm not taking anything away from the Sharks. Boston, I think play. Yeah, I don't know what to deal with. Like Boston on the ice, they do seem to get away a little bit more. But I think it's more. the old Seattle Seahawk theory of which. Hey, let's just sort of play edgy, and they won't call it all the time, right? Right. I respect the Bruins. I'm not – dude, the Bruins are built for the playoffs, Joe. Yeah. Strong, mentally tough, don't make mistakes. You know who the Boston Bruins are? They're the Baltimore Ravens when the Ravens are, like, rolling. They're just sort of a, yeah, we don't have a lot. We got one line. We got a defenseman at 6'9". We got a Red Hawk goalie. We don't make mistakes five on five. And, oh, yeah, if you take a power, you take a penalty, we will score on you. It's a mm. tough recipe to beat.
8: No, and we're going to have to probably deal with another Boston championship. I don't want –
1: no, no, no. I think yeah, San Jose no, can I mean, beat them.
8: San Jose will thanks. beat them. Uh, let's in the do league. it. Yes, please.
1: Yeah, at this yes. point, Purdue, I do not want to yeah. see that jackass little kid. Please not. <laughs> please not. He's going to be back with another side. 17 years old, 13th parade.
8: Oh, please. Let's search that kid out and beat him. Yeah,
1: wait till you're 18, kid. (laughs) America's going to beat your ass.
8: Exactly. Oh.
0: (laughs) 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 Fantasy. Walks are way up this season. Strikeouts not much better than they were last year. Uh, Still does get a lot of ground balls. He is... NL only, 15-team mixed the right matchup, I guess. I'm never really going to feel great about him because he pitches in Citizens Bank Park. Anything shallower than that, don't really feel great about Jake Arietta right now. It's just, you know, he doesn't get the swinging strikes, Greg. Weekdays, noon Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers.
9: That's 855-325-1780.
11: Being a new parent means every high and low you can imagine. And enter the code SPORTS at checkout for $20 off. That's MyEvos.com. MyEvoz.com. M-Y-E-V-O-Z
1: dot know, com. It's the same thing like if you're a UFC champion and you're always hurt. I'm sorry you're not a champion because part of being a champion is actually being healthy enough to defend your belt. I mean, where are we going to stop right now? You know what? I would rather listen to Freddie Couples tell me, you know, I need a golf cart, guys. I can't get through Augusta. You know, I, I need a golf cart. I would say, you know, Freddie's been a good guy for the sport. Uh, Freddie, Freddie's got a bad back. We all know he's got a bad back. We know the guy's a great golfer, but he's got a bad back. So let's cut him some slack. Where does it end? No. Hard at being like, where, where does it freaking end? I mean, like, you know, we already give advantages to everybody in sports as it is. Um, you know, John Daly should be Embarrassed. All he's doing this for is just to sell some merchandise in the freaking parking lot. Um, and you got a bunch of jackasses that are somehow celebrating him, making a mockery of the sport. And the thing is, they don't even have, like, a, there's not even, like, a golf path. There's not a cart path. So, yeah, it's all funny, isn't it? Yeah, I'm sure it's really funny for the guys that are playing behind daily and stuff after he's chewing up the grass, driving around on his cart. I saw yesterday, bro, he pulled right up to the bunker on it and stuff. And the thing is... Then he gets out, and he walks no problem, and he's joking. Someone in the crowd yelled uh, yesterday to him, hey, John, you better limp and sell it a little bit. Come on. And uh, Daly didn't acknowledge him, but he acknowledged other people that were giving him the old shout-outs. Uh, shout yeah, it's real funny. You're having a smoke and drinking a McDonald's soda, bro, while other guys are walking 7,000 yards, busting their ass in a Long Island sun. It's a disgrace to the sport. I love you, John. I hate what you're doing, and I got to tell you, not only get the hell off my lawn, get the hell off my fairway, get the hell off
5: my property. Hey, you kids. Get off my lawn.
15: Hey, you biscuit
5: kids that I Let's take a free. look at the, uh,
8: the uh, leaderboard here from the PGA Championship. And Beth Page, John Daly uh, has played 11 holes so far here this morning. And he is uh, currently uh, at the exact same place he was at the end of 18 yesterday. He's five over for the day, 10 over for the tournament. Projected cut line is now plus three. So there is a this will be the end of John Daly and his golf cart. And probably pretty much. I don't know when his exemption runs out, Gabe. I know he's got this and the the British. I don't know if they're lifetime or if there's a cap on it. If there is a cap, it's coming towards the end anyway. Uh, But I I think the Masters is lifetime. I'm not sure whether or not the PGA Championship is lifetime exemption once you're a champion.
1: It's just, you know, it's in sports. In sports, it's it's competition. There is no sympathy, Joe, right? Like I said, poor Freddie has a bad back. Um, Where does it end? Where does it end? And we're talking about a guy who has shown no responsibility whatsoever in his career. Like, the guy's abused his body more than Artie Lang, all right? And now he wants sympathy. Let me drive a golf cart. Oh, my arthritis. Yeah, I mean, do you think, John, maybe, you know, listen, arthritis sucks. It is what it is. But you don't think, John, that maybe if you took better care of yourself over the years, like, you wouldn't have some of these ailments, And what a shock, uh, Joe, that a big fat guy that doesn't uh, work out and drinks all the time has bad knees.
8: Yeah. And it goes to show you, too, what a good old boys club golf is. I mean, the problem is they could have stopped in and they could have stepped in and said, yeah, like, uh, you know, no. But once you're a former champion on, on this tour in this group, and there aren't a lot of them, guys, there's only, what, 144 cards a year given out. Once you win a tournament, a major like this. You get away with stuff like this. That's how this this sport is. They they look the other way for former champions, right or wrong. They take care of their own. Only if you win. If you suck, eh, They're gonna fight you, like Casey Martin. Like, eh, hey, dude, I know you got one leg yeah, longer than yeah, the right. other. Eh, you know. Yeah, right. we uh,
1: fought be, a kid out of college who wanted to right. live his dream. <laughs> exactly. But we reward <laughs> the yeah the fat guy because ah, you know he's been divorced. He's
8: fine. he's a former champion. He's a I read champion. Too.
1: I've been reading all kinds of editorials about him that normally from like uppity people that freak about other things, but they're all like, he drinks, he smokes, he's been divorced. He's one of us.
8: Well, he's a sideshow. That's what he is. Yeah. Let's be reasonable. He's a side. He's entertaining. That's that's the bottom line.
1: Okay. Put it this and- way. It seems to me, or maybe I'm wrong here, but it seems to me there were more people upset about Tony Romo playing in a Byron Nelson than this. Yes. Remember they're like, there are people that he's taking up space. What's Tony Romo doing there?
8: Yeah. And it all goes back to he's a champion. He's a former champion. No matter when it was, he won on this tour, not one, but two majors. And he is a guy that everyone now looks at at 53 years old and goes, <laughs> uh, in a sport where you're so stuffy, their perception is you guys are a bunch of stuck up, stuffy blowhards who take yourself too seriously. He's the antithesis of that. And, and, they embrace it now, which is amazing to me.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It it just seems to me that he's yeah he's the only one to get away with it. It is what it is. Yeah, he's it. I mean, and like if Phil he
8: had if he hadn't won, we'd be they would have they wouldn't even let him in the parking lot. Like you yeah. got to be kidding me. They wouldn't have let him anywhere near it.
1: I mean, hear the headlines too. New York Times: John Daly is still driving at the T and the wheel after all these years. <laughs> Yahoo Sports: <laughs> yeah. PGA Championship: John Daly wrote in a cart, and the fans love it. Uh, ESPN.com, Diet Coke, McDonald's, and a pack of smokes, John Daly's wild ride around Beth Page Black. Dude, I got no problem with this at the um at the Exxon Open. You know what I'm saying? Or the John Deere Classic in in middle of July in Milwaukee. Uh, or yeah, you know, Pebble Beach Pro Am. Isn't that what this stuff is for? Like you're make to me, it's making a mockery of the PJ Championship. Mm. And then, and then this son of a bitch has the nerve to say that he's at a disadvantage because of the cart. He goes, oh, trust me, I'd rather be walking than walk. And he goes, well, I couldn't get more through than four holes. Well, you know what, Joe? I'd like to be a UFC champion, but I don't think I can get through the first round.
8: <laughs> it's, it's true. You know what I mean? It, it's true. I yep, like to it's pitch true.
1: in Major League Baseball, but I don't think I can get anybody out. Mm-hmm. You know, like this. Oh, I'd like to play. I owe it to the fans. Like, no, you don't. You have a bunch of drunks showing up and following you around, bro. You're just, you're just wasting space there. Like, yeah, it's it, it just bothers me. I'm so. I know, it's crazy that I'm the only one it seems in the media for the most part that seems to be like this offended by it.
8: He, uh, we, we talked to Mike uh, Blewett this morning, who is there, and uh, we asked him, you know, what what's the vibe like? Who is we? Obviously, we know Tiger. The crowd's firing Tiger. What about Phil? And he said, you know, Phil's always a, a fan favorite here. He said, but it was hands down number one yesterday was everyone following Tiger. Number two was the galleries following John Daly were over the top. He said it was at sometimes crazier than everyone following Kupka and Tiger. More people were interested in following John Daly.
1: Um, here's some of the some of the um, some of the one-liners that people threw at uh, John. Uh, hey, it's the Shaggin' Wagon. <laughs> I think this is actually a pretty good one. Somebody screamed at him. Someone check him for uh, a DUI. <laughs>
8: <laughs> Look at this thing. Look
1: at one, <laughs> one other guy yelled out, hey, John, can you spare a smoke?
8: <laughs> there it is.
1: It's just too much, man.
8: Look, look at that thing. Look at he has got a He's got a beer in the right uh, thing. He's got a uh, McDonald's uh, extra large, which he probably has a beer in. He's got a bunch of smokes in there. It's just – like, it looks like a Tuesday afternoon. You know, all out missing
1: uh, uh, <laughs> is a little – like, you know, where's the the pipe? And a little bud there, you know, in, in the, in the, in the know and it's stored on the compartment. Just you reach know over. Right there. <laughs> quick, quick little blast, you know what I'm saying? A little bong, a little water bong there. You guys.
6: there. Hold on, I'll be right here. Yep,
8: yep.
1: <laughs> that looks like Cam's golf cart, Joe.
6: Exactly. <laughs>
1: like, that's Cam. Like, oh, This is pro golf, yeah. Oh, it cracks me up. Pro. If you've
13: heard of WeatherTech Floor Liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech.
9: Dot com.
1: Morning after continues Fantasy Sports Radio Network and Gabe Morenzi kicking it in Studio 34, Midtown Manhattan. Another uh, nice day in New York, and I uh, tell you what, uh, the PGA got uh, lucky because it was horrible all week, uh, but it's gotten a lot uh, nicer. I saw the weather forecast, they said it was going to rain a little bit today, but uh, I'm not sure about that. What I am sure of right now, Brooks Kepka's plus 165. Over at the FanDuel Sportsbook, and I'm sure that Jason Sobel joins us from the Action Network right now to talk some PGA Championship golf. Jason, welcome to the program. Good morning. Thank you for joining us.
5: You got it. Good morning, and it's uh, yeah, those lines are already moving pretty quickly this morning because of the uh, leaderboard movement here in round two.
1: Yeah, and it looks like uh, it looks like it's an early moving day right now, right? Including we've got Dustin Johnson. Climbing the board, sitting at plus three ten. I'll just throw it out there, and you know, I'm not just talking from a gaming perspective with you, Jason and and Joe, but just for the record, a quick line check: Kepka's plus one sixty-five right now. Dustin Johnson's plus three ten. Tommy Fleetwood's twelve to one. Jordan Spieth twenty to one. Ricky Fowler twenty. I got a piece of Cantlay actually in like the thirty-nine. Was it twenty-nine to one or thirty-nine to one? I'm confused. Yeah, thirty-nine to one with Cantlay. He's at 22 now, Rose 33, Shoffley 33, and Woodland 41. I'll throw it to you first, uh, Jason, and you, Joe Ranieri. But, Jason, out of all these names here looking, I can't believe that we say that Jordan Spieth is surprised, but I'm a little bit surprised to see Jordan Spieth in play here right
5: now. Yeah, Jordan was, last I saw, about 66-1 to heading into the opening round yesterday. He's just uh, hasn't played well in an awful long time. 14 consecutive starts dating back to last summer without a top-20 finish. Uh, something was wrong with Jordan. Something might still be wrong with Jordan. I don't know if it's physical, mental, technical, psychological, what it might be, but certainly a player of that caliber has... Got to put together uh, better results, and it hasn't been happening for him. I did not think that Bethpage would be the place for him to show up and get his game right. I thought it'd be the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yet. He's playing well so far, uh, so um, you know, shows shows what I know. But I still, uh, I am not putting my money on Jordan peak to win this thing right now. Joe Renari's
1: in Miami, Florida, and you know, Joe, it's funny. We always we always think, wow, well, we always break down stuff, fights, games, and matchups. And what were we saying earlier in the week? Oh, that's the worst
8: spot for Spieth. It's not, it's yeah. not, he's
1: not a long player here. How's he going to play here, Joe? <laughs>
8: yeah, exactly. Yeah, so uh, you need to be a, you know, somewhat of a bomber. Well, you know, that's not him, but he's been grinding it out. I mean, and his day didn't start off all that great either today. He had a couple of bogeys. He started on the back, but he's come back with a couple of birdies. He's got it back to... Uh, to one under but this kid Danny Lee who again the wheel started to come off here uh, Jason early on today and he started off on the back as well had a couple of double bogeys you know he was four over I think what six over on the uh, on the back and then uh, or four over rather and then starts to come back he's working his way back now uh, which is amazing to me because nobody thought he was actually going to be able to hang with these guys but all of a sudden Danny Lee right now is uh, is plus three on the day but He's still within four strokes of the lead.
5: He's up there. There was always some negative regression uh, going to happen today. He made everything he looked at yesterday um, just on fire with the putter. So uh, it doesn't surprise me that he's falling back to the pack a little bit. I don't expect Annie Lee to stay in serious contention over the next couple of days. But uh, like we said, there there are some guys charging, and, and most notably, Dustin Johnson, he was number one atop my list of the entire field ranking coming into this week. I had DJ one and Kepka two, so uh, I'm very bullish on both of those guys, obviously, and uh, they're right there at the top right now with Kepka um, playing late this afternoon, and uh, we'll see what kind of advantage, if at all, he has over uh, Dustin Johnson when he tees off.
1: You know, it's interesting, guys, because I'm usually one of the guys out there and over the last couple of years, you know, well, Dustin Johnson's just, yeah, he's the best player in the world. Dustin Johnson this, Dustin Johnson that. He's so much better than everybody. That's why he's plus 600 every tournament. That's why he's plus 700 every tournament. Yet he never wins. Uh, at least when we're talking about the majors, you know, how many times have I heard, "Wow, well, this is Dustin's tournament to lose, and he doesn't win. But I got to tell you, I did like him coming into this week, but I just, the plus 900 wasn't enough for me. We talked with uh, with uh, with Mark um, uh, Mark uh, Carval early in the week about this, and I said, you know, Dustin is just too good for a guy that only has one major in his career. And he said, you know, he's got the killer instinct. He's just, you know, it's his personality. It doesn't appear that he does, but it looks like he does have his game face on this weekend, Jason.
5: Yeah, he absolutely does, and I always thought that this course would suit him really well for a few different reasons. As you mentioned, it's a long golf course, the Bombers Golf Course, and he is amongst the the longest players uh, in the game right now. It was also a wet golf course, and he's played well. The rain hasn't come. I thought it was going to be raining a little bit in the first couple rounds. Might get some later today, but no rain. But he does play well on wet golf courses. It is soft out there. It's still a little uh, soggy on the golf course, so uh, he's played well in those conditions before. And He's played well in the Northeast, and don't overlook that fact that on these types of courses, he's won a couple of times uh, at the FedEx Cut playoff event in the New York area. And Interesting, because I sort of think
1: of him as a he, West Coast guy. It's funny you say that. I know, you know, yeah. I just look at him, i an uh, Arizona-California guy, you
5: know? <laughs> no, no, he's played well in New York, and his one major came in Oakmont. I think there's a lot of correlation between Oakmont and Page, basically Northeast courses that are really tough, And really uh, hard to overcome. So uh, I I think there's a lot of similarities to those. And it wouldn't surprise me to see him stay up there, obviously.
8: Talk to us, Chase, about some matchups here today. I mean, my philosophy going into this was I took Kupka against everybody, really, at this particular point. I took him tournament. I took him first round. And uh, today I'm on him uh, against Tiger Woods, too, at minus 120. I think it helps him. Uh, To be with Tiger Woods in that group, there is there. The wheels are turning with Kupka. I don't even think he's we haven't even seen the best from uh, from Kupka yet, I think. But his game and his above the shoulders, that's what always made Tiger so good, right? Was above the shoulders. The guy is locked in, man. I mean, I like him against Tiger today. Head to head. What are some of the matchups you like today?
5: Uh I'm I'm looking right now at some absolute pillow fights that I've got on the course right now, guys who are I've got Jason Day who's four over and winning <laughs> yeah. his matchup against Rory McIlroy, who's five over. I mean it's like <laughs> you know the last one into the clubhouse, turn off the lights. Yeah, win's a win. So in any case, yeah. I, I I understand what you're saying about Kepka, but I have sort of a long standing policy of uh don't go chase that low round the next day. And mm. I know that Kepka If anyone can do it, he's the guy that can turn around, put together another 63, and try to run away with this thing. But uh, we've seen it time after time after time. Guy shoots a really low round, comes back the next day, and everything just looks a little bit harder. We're seeing it right now with Danny Lee. Danny Lee made everything he looked at yesterday, shot a 64. We're like, wow, this guy, look at him. He's playing really well. Comes here today and obviously not playing nearly as well. And I don't think Kepka's going to blow up as much as Danny Lee has so far, but... Don't expect another 63. Tiger, on the other hand, he almost has the advantage of playing with Kepka. He's going to see the leader right in front of him. He doesn't have to go chasing him and looking at leaderboards. He knows what he has to do to at least get back into contention because the guy's stand 10 feet away from him. And so I think Tiger will play more aggressively than he did yesterday. Tiger usually comes out in the opening round just throwing a couple of jabs, seeing what the course has. But he watched Kepka throw some haymakers yesterday. He's got to throw a couple of haymakers himself to get back into this thing. And I expect more aggressive play from Tiger. So sometimes that can backfire, but uh, it could lead to a lot of birdies. So I'm going to stay away from that one today.
1: Uh, Jason Sobel of the Action Network uh, with us. So, Jason, I saw you on Twitter. Um, you know, you uh, you had an article and you retweeted it. You posted it from the Action Network. And people have been asking me this. I've, I've had a couple of people, casual sort of sports bettors, Said, hey Morenci, should I bet on Cupka right now? And it was like plus 150, plus 165, and sort of like you just said, Jason. I don't, you know, what? There's a saying out there that my friend uh, likes, and I love a lot. I don't want to be uh, late for the wedding and early for the funeral, right? I think I may I missed <laughs> the wedding. I'm already missed out on Cupka. Any odds here? And I said, man, I can't take somebody at plus 150, plus 165 in golf. Unless we're talking Sunday afternoon and we're into the ninth hole or something. You know, I, I can live with it a little bit dead. Dustin seems to be dangerous right now, guys. He's only plus 280. Tommy Fleetwood, another guy that, hey, it would be nice to see Tommy win one of these one day. He's in the 12-to-1 range. Ricky, don't lose my number, 20. Cantley's lingering at 22. Who, who are some guys that you're looking at, uh, Jason, you think are going to be in play in the final group on Sunday?
5: Well, first of all, I agree with you on Kepka. Honestly, if you had stayed away from Kepka and done nothing last night when he was plus 115, last I checked, a couple hours after play had ended, and you just mm. sat around and did nothing for 12 hours, then came back to it right now, he's plus 160, plus 165.
6: He hasn't taken uh, you're shot yet. a much
5: better price without him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, without him even getting out of bed, you have a much better price. So it's like, you know, why jump at it so early? So uh, you almost want Dustin to play a little bit better here in the morning if you're if you're intent on taking Kepka wait for that price to go up even more, and then say, okay, now I'll jump on him at this price. So, uh, guys, like, I, look, I, I, well, I bet uh, Jason Day last night, because he missed six putts inside of 10 feet yesterday. Uh, yeah. The ball striking was there. Putting is fleeting. Sometimes it's there, sometimes it's not. I'm thinking on him coming back with a big performance today, and that's not happening. So, uh, the eggs are in the basket for Dustin Johnson right now. Um, doesn't mean I won't look at somebody else later and uh, see if there's, some other value that I like. Ricky Fowler interests me a little bit. Uh, I spoke to Ricky a couple of weeks ago, and he is so confident that his first major is going to be inevitable. He's winning one of these at some point. He thinks the first one's going to be the toughest, and then he thinks number two and number three are going to come pretty quickly thereafter. And, And I don't necessarily disagree with him. And I think too often we compare him to Kepka and Rory, guys who are about the same age and have multiple majors. I compare Ricky to Phil Mickelson who didn't win one until he was yep. 33 years old. Ricky's 30 right now. He's got a few more years to do this thing. I don't think we should write him off just yet.
1: And Phil's got a bunch of jackets now. All right, before we get you out of here, Jason, I can't believe this because I'm actually, like I said earlier, I'm, I got a lot in common with John Daly. I've had women problems, financial issues, <laughs> uh, alcohol <laughs> issues, and a lot of other stuff. So I am John Daly. But at the same point in time, and I'm not a golf purist. Joe, you know, Joe's more into it and grew up playing the game. I know, you know, you live and breathe it. I you know I, I, know the sport. I follow the sport, et cetera. But I'm not one of these purists, like, you know, tight-ass type guys. But it bothers me what Daly's doing. It really does. I think it's making a mockery of the championship, personally. What's your quick take on this? Uh,
5: I've thought the same thing for the last week. I said, look, this is not the way the rule was interpreted. It's supposed to be for... Uh, players with a severe disability who uh, can't physically go walk the golf course. He's got arthritis in his knee. And so, you know, that's uh, it's opening up the Pandora's box where any player can say, what if Jason Day says my back hurts today I need a cart? Uh, It's not supposed to work that way. It's not supposed to be for an injury. That said, the quotes from Daly after his round yesterday kind of opened my eyes. He said, look, I'm embarrassed. He said, I don't want to be the guy rolling out there in a cart He's like, I, you know, I look like an idiot. I've got my caddy walking next to me carrying the bag while I'm driving a cart down the fairways. I'd much rather be walking. And he said, but I feel like as a past PGA Championship winner, I owe it to the PGA of America to be here. And the only way I could be here playing is in a cart. I couldn't do it if I had to walk this golf course. And after I read those quotes, I started going, All right, you know, I know, I I'm know. I'm okay know. with it. It's, when you, when yeah. I hear you say disrupting that. Not anything, fine. Right. Yeah,
1: when I hear you say that, I'm like, Ah, you're right. But then. I'm thinking, yeah, then you know you're just patronizing people with your smokes and the McDonald's cup, and it's like, dude, come on, man.
5: Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, just, I, know. I get it. Boy. I know. I yeah, I know. When you you got the cart, you almost have to be humble with it. And yeah, just, yeah,
9: exactly. You
5: know, just drive it down the fairway, not worry. You got a big McDonald's cup filled Dude, he's got flame spray painted I mean, on look that like thing any now. Other guy. <laughs> There's
1: no well, humble The mistake. ironic
5: part is you can't have carts at that page. Some and kid no actually asked. He's driving it all over the place.
1: Some kid actually asked yesterday, Daddy, is that Donald Trump? <laughs> Level two winding down. time decisions. Red heat and rage. Radio four o'clock uh, today, where we talked uh, yesterday. We were talking about people's strange, um, strange addictions, Joe. Some strange, uh, some strange habits and addictions uh, out there. I don't know how it started uh, the conversation, but it uh, it veered into uh, different, uh, different strange things. Well, and... Awesome. uh Cam's uh, talking about how his girlfriend is always clogging uh, clogging the bathtub with her hair.
8: Oh, boy. Nothing worse, man. Yeah. Nothing worse. Taking a shower. Next thing you know, you're in a tub, and you're like, what the? Yeah, what's it's up going- to your knees oh, oh, and the, stuff. Yeah. Oh, the, look at the drains clogged. What is that? Well, it's not my hair. Yeah, I've been <laughs> through that. <laughs> I got into hair. an argument
1: with <laughs> yeah. his girlfriend about that because she got mad. and She goes, why do you blame me for everything? Mm. And I told her I'm bald. Yeah. Like I, It's not my. <laughs> you like, can't blame
8: me. I yeah, said, "Why I is the me.
1: drain all?" I told her, "I said, come on, you gotta like, mm-hmm. keep keep your eye up. Like the drains always." She's like, "Why are you yeah. accusing me and whatever?" I was like, "Well, say between yeah. the two of us, like which one of us has hair here?"
8: <laughs> yeah, you want to talk about awkward? Uh, try having to explain why it's not their color hair in the drain. Explain uh-huh. that one. Yeah, mm. yeah. <sighs> gotta gotta keep an eye on that next time. Lesson learned there, Gabe.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would. Uh, Clean. Uh, yeah.
8: yeah. Clean the drain, guys. That's one you, you come drain. up with. Come on, we all know that uh, we all know that hair changes colors in bathtubs. Absolutely, it's the shampoo. The, yeah, the sh- shampoo, the with bleach. The shampoo. Yeah, it's gotta gotta totally absolutely. Some bleach. In a- no idea. I swear, you're the only one that ever stays here.
1: You got to be able to think quickly. <laughs>
8: <laughs> I swear, it's only you.
1: <laughs> you got yeah. You got yeah, to be able to.
8: Uh... You got to build that in, man.
1: Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm. 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 Uh, I'm a little bit freaked out by. I've woken up on a couple of occasions. Like, this happened to me a couple of weeks ago where I literally had scratches, like, like all over me. Uh Uh-oh. What's going on? Oh, damn. I think this is some paranormal, paranormal, like, ghost stuff or something. But I swear to God, I'm not making this up. So, like, like, basically. You don't have a cat, right? No. Oh, yeah. Like, I, like, basically, like, if I got, like, stopped by the police, they'd think, like, people were trying to, like, fight me off. Like, I actually like, scratched like, scratches, like, all over. And it's bizarre. Like, I have no idea what happened. And I wasn't drunk either. It's one of these weird deals.
9: But it happened. Creeped out so, but intrigued at the girlfriend. same time. need to call and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for the other blue pills. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in a non marked package. 800 223 0992. 800 223 0992. 800 223 0992. That's 800 223 0992.
0: happened last night you find out the morning after
1: let's do this thing level three we're in our final hour morning after fantasy sports radio network I as in downtown Manhattan New York New York where Bill de Blasio has announced that he'll be running uh, for president um, I I don't you know who yeah Um. <laughs> The like guys like we talk about lack of self-awareness. Like John Bill de Blasio tells John Daly, "Hold my beer." Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like at least at least John Daly says, "I'm embarrassed," even though he's really not. You know what I mean? That's the whole thing with him. Like he says after, oh, yeah. you know, you think I like this? I'm embarrassed. Uh, and it's funny because I've been reading all the quotes. I get a kick out of it of what people are saying to Daly. And I'm not kidding. I guess one kid asked his father, "Is that Donald Trump?"
8: I can see the resemblance.
1: They really do, like.
8: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got the same hair.
1: He's actually wearing a Trump golf shirt too, Daily.
6: Is
8: he really?
1: Yeah. I'm surprised people didn't catch on that. On that. Like they, they I just
8: can't believe Yankee. he's still wearing those, like, uh, you know, those like, if you ever worked at a restaurant, those are like the pants the dishwasher wears. <laughs> <laughs> like you're still you still you still sporting those things around, man. Like it's not 1999 anymore. Dude. I think the
1: uh, yeah, what <laughs> are those uh, pants called? The uh, the zubas.
3: Yeah,
8: yeah, good.
1: Okay. Um, I think the same kid that asked if it was Trump also asked his father uh, exactly that. He said, "Why is the golfer driving but the caddy's walking?" Yes. Just legitimate question for the kid to ask. Mm. So the, so that's kind of so the caddy. <laughs> Somehow. Yeah, like, why don't you let the caddy so hop in with somehow the caddy then? gets yeah. punished through all of this.
8: Yeah, yeah, like, the, the caddy's
1: like... like a, now, how does and, that, like, affect the competitiveness of it? Like, they're missing the point, Joe. Yeah. Like, exactly. Me, personally, I don't care if the caddy takes, like, a little hover copter from hole to hole. The caddy's conditioning is irrelevant to me, Joe. Yes. Like, honestly, like... To me, I would have no beef. If you told me, oh, yeah, the caddy needs a cart, I'd be like, I don't care. Right. Fine.
8: Exactly. All right, let the caddy in.
1: I'd be like, yeah, but the golfer's got to walk, right? Mm -hmm. I just say, it's the golfer walks. Caddy, right there. In fact, let caddies, you know what I mean? Let them drive with the bag. Poor guy carrying the bag. Do the game a segue. All right, uh, Teddy. Teddy covers next.
4: higher indeed the world's number one job site source com total visits
12: hi i'm keith Urban. i believe every child is entitled to a complete and inspiring education music education programs in our schools help kids learn socialize gain confidence and stay in school but they need your help to survive mr holland's opus foundation gives school music programs the instruments they need to make this opportunity available to every student who wants to play with your help
1: Morning After continues. I am Marenzi, Midtown Manhattan, Joe Area, Miami, Florida. Let's send it to Las Vegas, Nevada. Teddy Covers uh, steps up and in, and uh, we're just talking about game two tonight. And, you know, the Raptors played great for about 40 minutes of the 48 uh, minutes the other night in game one, but it wasn't enough. Was it fatigue? Will Milwaukee be better uh, tonight? There's a lot of interesting sort of um, – Angles and dimensions about this basketball game uh, tonight. Let's bring in Teddy, Las Vegas. Teddy, good morning, Teddy.
16: Let's see, what's a good word today, buddy?
1: I'm doing all right, uh, Teddy. It's always a pleasure, my man. Thank you uh, for joining us. A little bit frustrated uh, from a Raptors fan perspective uh, the other night because they played so well. They did so many good things and they fell short. And you know I had them on the money line in the first half, and you know we had the first quarter, so we did some nice things betting wise, but we lost the plus six and a half when it was all said and done. And uh, quite frankly, even though they're my favorite team, and I usually, you know, I can I can read them well, I have a hard time I have a hard time figuring this game out tonight, Teddy. So we throw it to you. What's your take on game two?
16: Well, I think Milwaukee's a team that's primed to play better tonight. Uh, And you read the quotes from the Bucs, they know they escaped with the win in Game 1. They know they didn't play well. Well, They hit 25% from three-point range, 39% overall. You know, Lopez was the difference maker. Lopez was dominant. But the supporting cast for the Bucs that's been so good here in the postseason and so good during the regular season uh, wasn't as adept in Game 1 with the exception of Lopez. I think Milwaukee thinks they can play a better game than they did uh, tonight, which is probably bad news. For Toronto. Now, one thing, the, the market's often knee jerk towards a team. You know, they lose a really tough game, and that was a tough loss for the Raptors. They were the better team. I had a Bucks ticket in my pocket, and I didn't deserve to cash it, but I did, and I did because Toronto's offensive execution, really on both ends of the floor, but particularly on offense in the fourth quarter and down the stretch, was non existent. We've seen that from the Raptors before. We've seen it plenty of times before in the postseason. And when you're not getting good shots and Lowry's hitting, Lowry's been the guy who's you worry about during crunchdown. Lowry had the best fourth quarter he's had in the playoffs, and nobody else did a darn thing. That worries me about Toronto. Oftentimes you see a team step up after these type of games. The Raptors squad again. Now it's three straight non-covers for Toronto in the last three postseason games, and the Bucks have been the single best point spread team uh, in the NBA I mean, in the regular season and in the playoffs. The markets still haven't really caught up with where Milwaukee is. I think the Bucks are the undervalued commodity moving forward, and I know you love your Raptors, uh, Gabe, but they ain't getting to the finals this year.
1: Settle down, Teddy. It's long series at. <laughs> long, long series at. You know, I think if they lose tonight. I think either way, the wraps on Sunday are the play. And they lose tonight. It's going to be a short, short price on Sunday after a Sunday evening. And I think they're going to get back on track. But I'm not going to lie, Teddy. And it's frustrating because we're so close right now. But you can't win a seven-game series all the time if, like, you know, Ibaka plays one game and he doesn't play the next game. Van Fleet gives you nothing. You're right. Eventually, the boat's going to sink, Teddy. I'm not going to dispute it. It looks like there's, um, yeah, some windy seas ahead for the Raptors.
16: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but that's what we said about Philadelphia too. I I mean, when Mm. when they lost to Toronto, we're like, all right, you know, the loser of this game seven is going to be in big trouble. The team's going to get blown up, yada yada. And we'll see how that plays out uh, for the Sixers over the summer. But you know, it's a Raptors team where they've made a lot of moves to win now. You know, and if they don't win now. You know, maybe you are who you are. Maybe you're the Cavs of the Jordan era. You know, you're, you know the Knicks of the Jordan era, where you're, you know, you're good enough to get this far, but you're not good enough to go uh, all the way. That's possible.
1: Yeah, but uh, really, everyone far. you could say that. There's only four teams, and I don't want to overreact. Listen, the bench players have disappeared for them. You know, yeah. Serge Balk has disappeared. Van Fleet doesn't suck this hard normally. Marcus Ald no. two for 11. You know, they'll play well, and at, you know the Raptors. Another thing too with the desperation of the Raptors. Or at least that the, the whole sky is falling thing. And I respect the Bucks. I get it. But the Raptors are now 3-15 and in playoff series game ones. And they're not 3-15 in playoff series. The really? Raptors are one of these teams that don't get it until it's desperate. And it'll be desperate tonight. And I don't know if it'll be enough. But to me, you know, listen, guys. We're going to know all about this series on Monday morning. They're playing two games between now and Monday, Joe. We're going to know about this series Monday morning.
8: Mm -hmm. Here we are. And uh, before we get to that, uh, Teddy, game three, Portland, uh, heart-wrenching, gut-wrenching loss last night. Early line in uh, Portland, short favorite, minus two. I think what? Minus, uh, what's the money line here? Minus 140, minus 135, somewhere along those lines, which means Golden State's uh, getting plus money here and plus points. I got to think the public is going to uh, overreact and be all over Golden State. You think that's a smart move?
16: I mean, you know, the public does what the public does, which is they react to what they just saw last. And what they just saw last is Portland hanging tough. Uh, the hmm. early consensus numbers on this game aren't through the roof with the public in love uh, with Golden State plus the points. All that being said, you know, you talk about uh, this game, and Gabe talked about it with Toronto, Milwaukee, where if the Bucks go up to nothing. You know, Raptors are chalk in game three, and Raptors maybe you know, I would think they'd be minus four, minus five in that game. Here, mm. we're talking about minus two because it's the mighty Warriors who, let's be honest, they've looked vulnerable this postseason. They've looked beatable. This is not the unbeatable Golden State team that we've seen in years past. Curry's on a monster run, obviously, uh, and made the plays down the stretch for Golden State last night. But I give Portland a puncher's chance on Saturday night. Uh, certainly. It's a Warriors team that, you know, again, only 1-1 one one ATS in this series. Money losers in the postseason. Uh, they did cover in L.A. in the first series, but struggled, obviously, in Houston in the second series prior to the Game 6 closeout. I lean Portland in Game 3, uh, but it's not something that uh, i bet yet, and it's not something I'm going to rush to bet because I do think there may well be money come in on Golden State between now and tip-off.
1: Yeah, we'll be waiting. Yeah. We'll be waiting for that, too. I think Portland will get back on track. One thing, too, or at least with the bigger numbers, it's a little bit different on the road, but I said this earlier, Teddy, Golden State without Durant are good, but they're not good enough to blow you out good, right? There's there's always going to be that dramatic sort of finish and game with the talent level that they have uh, right now. But an incredibly resilient team. They make plays. You know, Looney steps up um, out of nowhere when he has to, and, and here they are right now. Quick series price check. Uh, Golden State now minus sixteen hundred. Right. Portland plus nine sixty. Last Friday, Teddy. It's amazing how time passes, but or two Fridays ago, I remember whatever it was. When when Golden State were up 2 nothing, it was a Friday, and you and I both said the same thing. I said, Houston are gonna win the next two games, He's gonna be right back. It's gonna be a series. And those series prices were real volatile, up and down, uh, like the real stock markets are now. Can Portland win the next two games at home, Teddy?
8: No. No. Huh. Mm. Okay, that was quick. You want to think about it, Teddy, or? Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah.
16: Uh, they, they can win one. I don't think they can win two. I mean, Golden's and Golden State's bench. You talked about how Toronto's bench hasn't gotten the job done in the postseason. Milwaukee's bench has. Yeah. Golden State's bench was non-existent against Houston. All the quotes from Kerr are, "Hey, I'm going to rely on my bench a lot more in this series. The matchups work for us. Lo and behold." You know that bench has been a different maker the last two games, and I think that's where Golden State has a legit edge over the Blazers. Well, that and Curry and Thompson on the team, and Draymond
8: Green <laughs> might. <laughs> <laughs> might have something to do with it. Teddy, big uh, big baseball weekend. Houston uh, Red Sox of course, Yankees and uh, Tampa. What intrigues you more in that uh, in those two series?
16: I'm fascinated by this Astros Red Sox series. I, I really mm. am. The Astros are—I mean, you know—they've cashed on the run line ever What are they? Ten and one the last eleven, and all of them have come on the run line. I mean, they're—they're they're doing some unbelievable things. They were minus two forty on the run line the other night when Verlander <laughs> know, was on and there. And covered it with ease. In and ease, it with, wasn't it was even it was close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. that's on the road, obviously. Where you know, but at least on the road, uh, you don't lose that uh, last that, bat. All that being said, I'm not used to seeing the Red Sox as home dogs, and the Red Sox have certainly played better baseball right now. That's a series that I'm fascinated with. And I'm only betting Houston. This is playoff revenge. Wouldn't be surprised if the Astros continue rolling at Fenway all weekend.
1: Nice, Teddy. Where can people find you, Teddy? I guess you're doing SBR videos. Um, what uh, Sports Memo? Where, where aren't you? Where's the best uh, place just, for people just, to go find to go you? To
16: sportsmemo.com. Sportsmemo.com. Follow me on Twitter at teddy underscore.
1: Sportsmemo.com. Teddy underscore cover. Thanks, Teddy.
6: Sure, teddy.
10: Thank <music> you
9: That's eight hundred nine three two seventeen
1: forty nine. Morning after continues. Getting a little NFL uh, football. Got some NFL uh, news and notes. I saw something uh, yesterday. Somebody sent me uh, actually. And it was about Odell Beckham and not Colin Cowherd, in which uh, we'll get into in a second uh, here. But it was basically Freddie Kitchens, the new coach, uh, head coach of the Cleveland Browns, um, talking about Odell not being there. And Odell didn't show up for the first sort of optional camp, Joe, last month. Right. Now he didn't show up again this week. This this past little one again. And we know Odell's in shape, right? And, you know, he lives in Los Angeles. He works out with a bunch of dudes. He's got, like, a specific trainer that he works with. And he's doing his thing. Yet, as Kitchen stated, they only have six weeks of camp. And quite frankly, they're starting to sound a little bit concerned about you know, about him, the terminology, just basically simple stuff. Where are you living? This is where you park. This is your new teammate. He hasn't met anybody, Joe. Really? No. No. Like he He's not there. And basically, they're starting to get a little bit, They, you know, Kitchen said, I can get you the quotes uh, here. He basically stated, listen, we know he's a great player, and he's going to show up and he's going to deliver, but then he said, we have a complicated playbook. It's not just run straight down the field. He said he needs to get acclimated to the room. And then he brought up something that was interesting. He said he's going to mentally have to let New York go. Oh, boy. Yeah. He oh said boy. he needs to clear his head still. Oh, God. and he needs to, you know, get on with this in which I don't know. I think, like, Odell is sort of happy, but not fully happy. And it was no secret, Joe. He lives in L.A. He wanted to be a Ram bad. Like, he was angling. Like, I'm not saying Odell's an angel. Like, I think Odell was secretly happy. He got traded. I, You know, he's playing along because of Jarvis Landry and stuff. But
8: it doesn't take This is long. the kind Love. of crap that drives me crazy, though, Gabe. Like, listen. This is the kind of crap we would never hear from Bill Belichick of the Patriots. Like, why do we know what? Yeah. Like, I don't if your kitchen's know. That, oh, yeah. yeah, like, why are you telling us this other than you're trying to make excuses for him already then? That's what it sounds like. Like, what are you trying to set? Because oh, right, you so know everyone's
1: going to be like, where is he? just <laughs> Well, that's all things. Just shut up about yeah. it and say, you know what you say? I'm good with it. Or we've spoken. Good. It's fine. Yeah. Next question. Like, but like, yeah, this is I'm, what he says. I've never this is kitchens, and you know what I saw this yesterday, Joe it was after the show I saw I was late on the afternoon, mm-hmm. I thought, oh, yeah, rookie coach, this is gonna go well with these egos, like right away, yeah, he goes, I've never disputed the fact that it's not important for him to be here, but it's also important for him to be mentally ready once he's here. Oh, okay. I'm not gonna share what our conversations are, but I've spoken to him I'm now you're like, what are you even talking about what are you what's doing? the conversation that you had like <laughs> What do you mean he's not mentally ready? Like, I don't I don't get any of this. Like you said, you're just opening up a Pandora's box. It's important oh, yeah. for him to ready to be here. I'm not giving him an out by any stretch of the imagination, but he needs to be mentally ready. Nobody oh, yes here knows the conversations that him and I have. I'm just saying that it's better for him to be here when he can oh. present himself at his best emotionally, physically, and everything else. What the heck does that I can't. mean?
8: You're doing exact you are giving him an out. You're making an excuse for him already. He like what are you doing? Of course he should. He should and that. everybody knows it. Like, dude, dude, what are you doing? Uh,
1: it's to the uh, point now. Baker Mayfield is actually flying out to LA to work out with him.
8: What choices he have? <laughs> I mean, if you're Baker Mayfield, what's he I've coming defended Odell
1: a lot, but this is the stuff that coaches hate about Odell. You know what I mean? Yeah.
8: And and this is the stuff that drove people crazy. And and already a first-year head coach, which was going to be the biggest problem here, is managing all these egos. You're already laying excuses out for why he Odell isn't is up a to mess.
1: camp, and the quarterback has um, to fly to him.
8: Yeah, I'm not giving him an out. Yes, you are. You're absolutely. You're making excuses for him right now.
1: Yeah, and then, but it's almost like almost, and then suddenly throw him under the bus when he's like, well, he's got to be ready emotionally, physically, and yeah. everything else. Okay. What the hell does yeah. that mean? Is he yeah. sitting at home crying still? Like, what
8: do you mean? Yeah. He's got to be ready. Which means he hasn't gotten over what? New York? The trade? Like, what is, the, is that what are you saying? Like, he's I, a mess? I,
1: think, I don't think he's happy he's moving to Cleveland. I
8: what think he's going to show months? up
1: to Cleveland to the last possible second. I think he's in L.A., he likes New York, been? and he doesn't want to go to Cleveland.
8: When the hell did that trip? Was it three months? Like, how, how long was, has it been?
1: He hasn't <laughs> been there, Joe. <laughs> That's what
8: I'm saying. He showed like, up
1: it, the one day, like the next day for the – Oh. And he, he he left. He never went back. It's
8: been months, and dude, you haven't been there. I think reality
1: probably kicked in when he saw it. Yeah, well, I'm not saying this disrespectfully about Cleveland, but you know what I mean. Like at first he was like, "All right, man, Baker Mayfield, Jarvis Landry's my boy," and then he probably realized, like, "Oh my God, Mm like this, this is it. Like this is this is my life now." We're talking about a guy that was, dude, he was at the Met Gala two nights ago. Yeah, In an exactly. elf uniform and an elf outfit. Mm. He was at the Met Gala last year. This guy's like used to like supermodels and Met Galas, not Cleveland Hooters. You know what I'm saying? Like, tells me, yeah, that's why he wanted LA. Like, it, it, I think it's a call. I think personally, he'll be fine when the season starts, but I don't think he's going to physically step foot in that city until he has to. You know what I mean?
8: And that's the part. You want yep. to know the difference between guys who are you're willing right. to do whatever it takes to win and guys that just pretend like they care about winning? Right. right. there. I can't right lie, there. Joe. You're right. Yeah. That's mean, you're exactly right. And you know what? You're, you're right. Because there's going to be a time with guys like that.
1: in week can't. five, Beckham's yep. going to cry and bitch. I want to win these guys, whatever. And oh, you're right. Crap. You're going to say, well, if you yep. did, how come And Baker? I can give you more quotes. Baker goes, it's not the end of the world. I'm going to go to L.A. And oh, then he even man. says, but we need to get our rhythm down. And he goes, we need <laughs> to get our timing. You can't just step on the field and be successful in the NFL. Like, even Mayfield says, you can't, even Odell can't just show up. Uh, he goes, uh, Beckham, uh, so he's not giving him an out, but he's got to be spiritually mentally. Beckham has already talked about how excited he is to be in Cleveland. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. what's the mental issue now? Uh, not to sound any more mentally on board than he have to show up at the Met Gala in an elf costume. All right, uh, blah 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 blah. All right, uh, so part of the part about the the alpha uh, question. And here it is. You can only hope Kitchens and Beckham have talked about more pressing matters uh, than Colin Cowherd. Uh, so now he's getting into it with with Colin Cowherd. I want to get you. Uh, I wanted to get you uh, Baker Mayfield's comments, just basically about the timing and stuff. But the whole deal is, if you're so upset about being with a bad quarterback. Mm -hmm. And you're up so upset about being on a team that's sort of you know spinning their wheels and not dedicated to winning. You get traded to a team that's doing everything possible in the flashiest way possible to win. That's gonna roll over and kiss your ass, and you don't show up. Correct. Uh, It's to me, it's the same thing as like Le'Veon Bell. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You don't show up to the Jets camp, bro, and just even tell them like, listen. I ain't doing anything crazy here, but I'll take some pictures with some fans and whatever. I'll hang around. You know what I mean? I ain't running, but I'll hang around. Like, is it too much, though, that we ask these athletes that we pay to actually show
8: up now? Mm. It's all about, to me, it's all about motivation. At least Le'Veon Bell has always made it very clear it's about the money for him uh odell is always about this i just want to win attitude like i just want it like no you don't like, if you wanted to win your ass would never have left you'd have showed up there you'd still be there you'd be parked up make, uh, baker mayfield's ass and you'd be doing everything in a power to try and make this a super bowl winning team not what you're doing
1: uh, you're right if he really if he was hell bent i'm not saying he doesn't want to win but if he was hell bent on winning you're yeah. right. New team. You're right. They would be city, all like, "Man, Beckham and Mayfield have been working out together for the last three weeks. You should see the sick things they're doing." Right? Yep. They haven't. Yep. They haven't. And like I said, I think it's a little alarming too. It's not. It's not Baker Mayfield's job to have to fly to L. A. to work out with Odell Beckham.
8: Yeah. He's doing it because Baker
1: money. knows. Well, whatever. I'm going to kiss this guy's ass. But like you said, Joe, yeah. and you're right. I'll give you credit. I'm, I'm going to give. I'm going to tip my cap. But I'll give you a point here. I'll say this that. Kitchens, you just gave him the upper hand before he even stepped yeah. on the campus, bro. Like
6: exactly.
1: Oh man. It's like a prison guard and the you know the inmates in your head already. Yep. Like can you just imagine Beckham like back in LA? He's probably like up this with his feet up, Joe, at the pool. Mm-hmm. He's like, Yo, bro, yeah, and I'm working out here and yeah, you know, I'll be there. What's it the, when's the camp? July eleventh, yeah, I'll be there July tenth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm-
8: I'm just not there yet. Yeah, mentally. you know, he's probably, like, smoking a
1: you know, big, you know, crying. Big spliff. know <laughs> what's up, Freddie? Yeah, you know, I just I, got, I just got to clear a few things out, bro. My head just, you know, I'll be ready, though, for you. Instead of, yeah, yeah, I'm already there working out. I'm already there catching balls, right? And like I said, I don't, I wouldn't go the extra mile for some of these NFL teams, but you're doing it for yourself. You're doing it for your teammates. And if you want to win, that's what you do, Right. This is the same crap as Calvin Benjamin last year. I don't know if you remember this story. Calvin Benjamin with the Bills. Mm-hmm. It was the morning of the Houston Texans game. And Josh Allen said to Calvin Benjamin at like 10 in the morning. He said, why don't we go out on the field now and go over a few things? Yeah. Calvin Benjamin said, F off. Yeah, I'm good. Great teammate, huh? Mm-hmm. Really wants to yeah. win, Joe. You got a rookie yeah. quarterback that said, "I just," he goes, "I have a problem with a couple of our routes. I just want to check something with you." Mm-hmm. been said, "No." Yeah,
8: <laughs> I think there are stories like of Peyton Manning and and uh, and and Tom Brady that have actually flew in or flew. Everybody, like all the receivers, they, they like, go away, uh, like, Uh, during the offseason and, and like, bring them all in so they can work on their timing and everything. Marvin Harrison
1: and Peyton Manning were two completely different people. Like, Marvin Harrison's, like, nearly killing people running car washes and shaking people down in Philly right now in the streets. Peyton Manning, straight as they get. (laughs) You're right. They had a thing, like, every offseason, they made a point of it. It was yep. like, yeah, yeah, for a week or whatever. And like you said, it was just constant. I remember seeing videos of it. Route, yep. left, spin, do, short, deep, bang, mm-hmm. bang, bang. Yep. And then in the, in, the, in the regular season. Hello. <laughs> you know, dude, football is such a timing sport, too. Yep. Yep. Like, if you're Beckham, like, you figure he'd want to get in there and, and start catching balls from Baker, right?
9: Mm-hmm. We're
1: Starting saying the number one the guy, and Jarvis Landry's up. not there either. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, that's the thing. Now that Odell's there, Jarvis is going to be a bigger problem.
7: 400 435 435 andro400.com.
3: Are you, or someone you love, one of the nearly one million Americans living with Parkinson's disease? There is no known cure, but you have the power to help change that by participating in a clinical trial. The Michael J. Fox Foundation will help get you started. Visit michaeljfox.org forward slash participant pack to download the new Parkinson's trial participant pack. It's free and available right now. That's michaeljfox.org forward slash participant pack. Visit today.
1: So Odell Beckham, um, then later in the day found himself um, online I saw Odell Beckham training I'm like oh boy and uh, but Colin Coward sort of was successful in doing getting his his point across but you know Joe, I don't know if you're a Dan Patrick fan or not but I retweeted a video of Dan Patrick last week Patrick mm-hmm. had a take on his show in which he basically just eviscerated Stephen A Smith, Skip Bayless and Colin Coward Oh, I love it. Yeah, and he basically stated, "You guys are idiots. You have bad takes. You don't know anything about sports, and you just say stupid things to get talked about. But people are laughing at you, not with you."
8: And like it was Max real good. Kellerman. <laughs> yes, yeah, he threw <laughs> yeah, they're, specifically they're,
1: they're, they're, threw Kellerman under
8: the bus. Yeah, yeah specifically
1: said, and yeah. you know, you always know when someone's ripping him. He goes, "I don't want to." He goes, "I'm not ripping Max, and you know, I've never met him." And then he said, "But right, like." Yeah.
8: But exactly.
1: he goes, but he feels a need to have a take on everything. And he was talking about how, like, they need takes and hot, you know what I mean? Mm. Hot stuff to get attention. And Dan was like, you know, fine, if that's what you want attention. He goes, I'd rather have a good interview. You know, he goes, I'd rather teach the, you know, I'd rather learn something. And, you know, Dan Patch is one of the best. And so Colin Coward is a clown. And I don't mind people that are nut jobs. Like, I don't mind Stephen A. Smith, really. I think he somewhat believes a lot of the crap that he says, and he's just sort of an entertainer. I don't really take his sports take seriously. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think, what does Stephen A. Smith have to say about the Raptor game tonight, you know? Like, I'll turn the volume up if I see Jalen Rose, right? Like, there's some guys I respect, some guys I don't. And I don't really respect Stephen A. Smith's sports opinions. I respect the fact that he makes, like, you know, he got a $10 million contract. I'll give him credit for that. Anyways, Colin Coward's freaking annoying. Coward's the type of guy that strikes me that he doesn't even like sports. He'd rather be doing, like, hard news talk type thing. He's like a wannabe Hannity type. But he makes money doing this. He's a prototypical, just yuppie douche from, like, the Pacific Northwest. Um
8: he talks at you. He doesn't talk yes, with you. Yes. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, like he he's knows the better, smartest right? dude in the room. And yeah, like, okay, dude, whatever.
1: So he's just, yeah, he's just a, he's just a jerk. Yeah. So he went off on a big thing about Odell yesterday. You know, Odell's not there, and Odell's, an Odell this, and Odell's a clown that, and Odell this. Odell Beckham's the best, man. He goes on Twitter. He doesn't and,
8: like the the quarterback either, right?
1: Yeah, Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Yeah. He, he hates Baker. Got kind of a thing. Yeah. So Odell goes on on Twitter and says, "Look at this," and he shows the link to Colin Cowherd's show. And he goes, "This is what the guy did today to me." And he goes, "Look at this," and he shows text messages from Colin Cowherd. Oh, you're, you're the best! Congratulations on the trade. I'm rooting for you, champ.
8: <laughs> uh, and meanwhile, he ripped him on the show. Yeah, oh, yeah but now yeah. he's. Yeah. Now he's sucking yeah, his so because I like, want him on the show. Yeah. Beckham
1: basically said it's funny how all you media types act one way when you see me face to face, but you say other things. Yeah, absolutely. So Coward's yeah. like basically just exposed as doesn't mean anything that he says. He's just you know he's a swarmy douchebag. Uh, you know, out of everyone in the media, he's at the top of my list that I dislike the most.
8: They don't want to be the problem is people aren't interested in 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 getting it right. They just want to be the first one to have it. And no matter how ridiculous it is or no matter what, you know, so they can say, look at that, I was the, look at, I was the one, the first one to bring it up by me. Yeah. Okay, but the story's not right. Like, you're full yeah, exactly. like, of crap. You know, but congratulations, you were first. Well, they want to uh, take but, on it, right? The... Right, right. Yeah. Nobody nobody takes the time to get it right. They just want to be right all the time. It's crazy. I
1: mean, the other night, like, everyone's, reading, you know, oh, Stephen A. Smith did a viral video about him panicking about the Knicks.
8: Oh, no drama there.
1: They didn't get the uh, Knicks didn't get the pick, and the thing was like Stephen A. Smith, the Knicks screwed up again. It's a ping pong ball. Yeah. Like, I don't like. I don't like. I don't know how the Knicks screwed up the other night.
8: Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
1: They didn't like. Yeah. I mean, they didn't do anything. They're in a good spot. Like, oh, I get the first pick. <laughs> it's like a fake outrage for the sake of outrage, right? -hmm. I try not to do it. Even me, it's tough to get off your lawn. I mean, it used to be like three people doing that segment with us. So now, like,
6: like, I'm already upset for
1: three hours a day here. You want me to get even madder about something else? I can't really fake it. I'll talk about what's upsetting me. (laughs) But everything's so fake. I hate that. I hate fake people. Yeah. Like I don't like if if you have a crazy-ass sports take and you believe it. God bless you. You know what I mean? Right. If you're like willing to fight over it. Like, sometimes, man, I'll get heated in this stuff. Not often, but once in a while. I mean it, Joe. You know what I'm saying? That's why I'm getting so mad,
8: right? Yeah, it's called authenticity. Because I'm which like, is this what? guy's
1: an idiot. He doesn't see it. And it makes me mad. Yeah. But I can't come out here. And the New York Knicks have to trade. It's like, settle down, bro. You're talking nonsense.
8: <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Take a deep breath. Yeah, Take like, I hate breath. that
1: fake outrage stuff. Or mm-hmm. Or Skip Bayless will come on and you know I'll take uh, I'll take Chris Childs over Kobe Bryant any day. It's like, yeah, all right, all right, Skip. You know what I mean? Like LeBron's it, overrated. Yeah, LeBron's, LeBron's overrated. overrated. Um Yeah, LeBron this, that, and it's you know. Like, just let's just say the stupidest and and then, oh, so this is cowherd and how swarmy this guy is. This is it's just beyond. It's beyond, like, he actually, we should note, too. Now, listen, I'm not, we're not, you and I aren't living in a glass house here. It's not like you and I are winning Emmys, and um, I don't see that we're, uh, we're getting a top 10 share. We're not, like, competing with Good Morning America right
8: now, Joe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, exactly.
1: Joe! Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, well, we have
8: self-awareness. <laughs> yes,
1: exactly. I'm aware. Um, <laughs> Colin Cowher doesn't have many more viewers than we do on that network. Yeah. Uh, hello. Like, really? Joe, how much How much time do you watch FS1, bro?
8: Yeah, I wouldn't even know where it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's You know I wouldn't what I'm saying? Know to yeah, wouldn't know
1: to I'm in it. the business. I've got FS1. I know where it is because I watch Big e's basketball. Put it this way. like That network has dust inside my converter right now because I haven't hit channel 2, whatever the hell it is, 214 in three months. Yep. If there's a game, you you tell me, oh, oh, yeah, the the, the Illinois-Northwestern game, the bad of the football, I got money, all right, I'll put it on FS1. You watching Skip Bayless? and I don't know what time these guys are on. I don't know when you're on. No idea. Who the hell's watching? So the media picks up on this stuff. Oh, Colin Coward says this, but not a lot of people actually saw it. You know what I mean? Right. And let's be real, I mean, even ESPN numbers are down, and ESPN has way more viewers in the afternoon than FS1. Like, FS1 numbers blow, bro. They're terrible.
8: Remember, too, that, you know, Colin is, he's an entertainer. he's also a smart businessman. He knows all of this. He knows that if he can get you talking. It's money. If he can. It is exactly correct. He actually sent that. I can tell you right now. He sent that to Odell Beckham Jr. Ripped him, sent it to him in hopes that Odell would go and be as dramatic as he is and go, look at this. Look at what he did. Because you know what's yeah, going to be yeah. trending on Twitter? Colin Cowherd. And that's exactly what he wants. No, I He's can't. a manipulative piece of crap is what he is. You're right. You're. You're.
1: It's exactly the way you're right. And even responds. Uh, he goes, well, Colin Coward goes, I just woke up from my daily nap to see that Baker Mayfield and Odell are upset. He goes, What Evs? Who says that too? What Evs? He goes, What Ev's? That's what it's like when you're America's most iconic radio host.
8: Yep, there it
1: is. Iconic radio host, bro.
8: Yep. Which is now gonna get retweeted and that. You're a, uh, you're, there you you're,
1: go. You're a coward, like you're you are you are a weasel, bro. Mm-hmm. Like yep. Colin Coward
8: couldn't hold Jim Rohn's jockstrap. And it's interesting too with Coward when he has guests on, like he'll he'll spend all show talking about his take, right? And then he'll have a guest on, and they'll they'll debunk his. They'll obliterate it in ten seconds. Yeah. And then he moves right on, like doesn't say anything, like it like it never happened. Like he'll just go on to another topic. Like well wait a minute, you just you just spent thirty minutes telling me this. This guy this guy shoots you down, and all you say is like oh yeah okay. Hey, what are you doing next week?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he doesn't want to debate it, right? No, he does not. He's uh, does not. he said he speaks at you and then he'll move forward.
8: That's correct.
1: He'll yep. move he'll move yep. forward. Like he really is. But you know, God bless him. He makes money. I'm not going to say manipulates
8: the system is what he does. I best wouldn't say in I wouldn't
1: sell out for enough money. Yeah. Right. If you told me, listen, Gabe, I'm going to give you four million dollars a year, but you really got to say stupider things. Yeah. I'd be like, all right, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Four million dollars a year, I'll do it. Right. But I'd pick better stupid things to call out.
8: Yeah.
1: I don't know. Like, there's – I don't know. There's people that make money, though, and are successful, Joe, without being this, like,
8: jerk, Yes, absolutely. But that's not – that is not him. I mean, listen, he's got a giant tool bag – uh, of a sports supposed handicapper on that network. Why do you think that guy's on that network? Well, he's on that network because Colin put him there.
1: Actually, you know, it's a good point. What are you saying? R.J. Bell is his buddy,
8: right? Yeah, yeah. I won't even mention that. Yeah, and name I don't want to get into it yeah, it. yeah, I don't want to get into yeah. I'm going to be but, on Twitter. I'm you know, F- just He's actually. not on the network if Colin doesn't have some sort of financial investment in the guy. I can tell you that That's right now. That's a very
1: good point, too. And I would note, too, that I never had any issue with, with him, but... It's pretty fitting that these two guys would end up being
8: buddies, isn't Perfect. it? Perfect for each other. Match made in heaven. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Match made in heaven. And that's but a very good point. Ethically, there's ain't no doubt. He's it that if there, there ain't it's something that it, you damn straight he is. Why would you he do you that? Damn straight he is. Yeah. He
1: exactly. knows damn well the power of that, too, right? Yeah. And like you said, that's the one thing with Coward. Not stupid.
8: No. <laughs>
1: not a stupid guy. Like, I, I'm, yep. I'm not, uh, I'm not saying that, but.
8: Manipulated Except, his way out of Disney, and they basically handed him an entire sports network yeah. for him to run. Yeah, he, and he got. doesn't get good ratings. <laughs> he doesn't care. No. <laughs> it doesn't matter. He's got, like, no yep.
1: watching a the show, but he's getting paid,
8: like, $6 million a year.
1: Crazy. Uh, all right, so what are you betting on? Uh, what, what about the Preakness? We didn't get to that. What are you going to do with the Preakness?
8: Uh, the Preakness, we had actually uh, – we had our good friend um, – uh, Mark Lawrence on uh, earlier this morning and uh, Mark is all about, uh, he's concentrating on the uh, horses that ran in the Kentucky Derby. He loves uh, war of will, war of will bourbon, uh, bourbon war bourbon and war. the, uh, yeah. And always mining the home track uh, horse. Those were his uh, three. And I got to tell you, I like uh, war of will myself, uh, but I do think improbable has got a chance to, uh, Mike Smith and Improbable have an opportunity to get somewhere, maybe third or second. Depends on the pace. I'm intrigued
1: by Bourbon War in the 6-1 yep. to range. We had Marco D'Angelo on yesterday, uh, me and Cam, and he likes Bourbon War and Owendale. You know what I'm mm-hmm. going to take a shot with here? Bodie Express. Why not? Bodie Express ran in mm-hmm. the derby. He was actually the horse who was affected by uh, by the move. Uh, yeah,
8: yeah, yeah. Out I of like, all the horses. He comes from the clouds. Yep. Yeah.
1: Like he was the one who was affected, and um, I think um, I think he's got a shot here. And Marco brought it up uh, too. There's a horse here where they, they had to spend $150,000 to get him in. It's a market king. Mm. He didn't have the points to get in, so they had to pay $150k to get him in. And It's like he said, connections don't pay $150,000 just to say they ran at the Preakness, bro. They must think he's got a shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Of course. Yep. Like, uh, you know, it's d Lucas. So, like I said, it was, it was Marco's point. He goes, guys, you don't put $150,000 in just for the sake of running. Because no. they could run on another track. They must think they can get a piece of this pie uh, yep. to be doing this. I was all on board with Improbable all week. I do think he's going to win the race. You know, and not getting enough at plus 250 in that range. I'm going to take a look at Bourbon War and a uh, little little flyer here on Bodie Express
8: to, uh, you know, there win you play go. show. Give me Toronto and give me the over on Kyle Lowry as well.
1: Oh, God. May God help us all. Give me the Raptors. What's the it. point? Do it. Leave the North. Let's go. Screw you, you bunch of deers.
9: <laughs> it has been said that everyone has a book in them.
11: and enter the code SPORTS at checkout for $20 off. That's MyEvos.com. MyEvoz.com. M-Y-E-V-O-Z dot com.
9: Do you have a problem hearing the television? Do you need to crank up the volume so loud your family is screaming at you? Then put on your TV ears. TV ears has helped millions of people just like you hear TV loud and clear without cranking up the volume. For about 60 bucks for the 30-day free trial, you can get your own set of TV ears. that's 800-984-4207.
5: Jason uh, Sobel
1: joins us from the Action Network right now to talk some PGA Championship golf. Jason, welcome to the program, good morning, thank you for joining us.
5: You got it. Good morning. And it's, uh, yeah, those lines are already moving pretty quickly this morning because of the uh, leaderboard movement here in round two.
1: Yeah, and it looks like, uh, it looks like it's an early moving day right now, right? Including we've got Dustin Johnson climbing the board, sitting at plus uh, 310. I'll just throw it out there. And, you know, I'm not just talking from a gaming perspective with you, Jason and uh, Joe, but just for the record, a quick line check. Kepka's 165 right now. Dustin Johnson's plus 310. Tommy Fleetwood's 12 to 1. Jordan Spieth, twenty to one. Ricky Fowler, twenty. I got a piece of Cantlay actually in like the thirty-nine. Was it twenty-nine to one or thirty-nine to one? I'm confused. Yeah, thirty-nine to one with Cantlay. He's at twenty-two now. Rose, thirty-three. Shoffley, thirty-three. And Woodland, forty-one. I'll throw it to you first, uh, Jason, and you, Joe, and But Jason, out of all these names here, looking, I can't believe that we say that Jordan Spieth is surprised, but I'm a little bit surprised to see Jordan Spieth in play here right now.
5: Yeah, Jordan was last I saw about 66 to one heading into the opening round yesterday. He's just uh, hasn't played well in an awful long time. 14 consecutive starts dating back to last summer without a top 20 finish. Uh, something was wrong with Jordan. Something might still be wrong with Jordan. I don't know if it's physical, mental, technical psychological what it might be, but certainly a player of that caliber has got to put together uh, better results and it hasn't been happening for him. I did not think that Page would be the place for him to show up and get his game right. I thought it would be the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, he's playing well so far. Uh, so, um, you know, shows shows what I know, but I still, uh, I'm still, I not putting my money on Jordan peak to win this thing right now.
1: Joe Ranieri's in Miami, Florida. And, you know, Joe, it's funny. We always – we always take, well, we always break down stuff, fights, games, and matchups. And what were we saying earlier in the week? Oh, that's the worst spot for Speed. It's it's
8: yeah. not, he's
1: not a long player here. How's he going to play here? Joe?
8: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, you need to be a, you know, somewhat of a bomber. Well, you know, that's not him. But he's been grinding it out. I mean, and his day didn't start off all that great either today. He had a couple of bogeys. He started on the back, but he's come back with a couple of birdies. He's got it back to. Uh, to one under but this kid Danny Lee who again the wheel started to come off here uh, Jason early on today and uh, he started off on the back as well had. A-